brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of Swish and Flick. I'm Sarah. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. <laughs> we are, again, fortunate enough to have our good friend, Sir Ezra the Watchful, whose words are, I spy with my little eye. We are glad to have you back on this podcast, are we, though? He's helping us out. Well, Tiffany, <laughs> um, we give Tiffany a break because she just had baby and stuff so she can be with her family. So thank you again for joining us. Thanks for having me. Are you sure that you're happy to be here? Honestly, all of the stuff that just transpired in the last 40 minutes uh, has made me reconsider what I'm doing (laughs) down in this basement uh, with Swish and Flick. He's never coming back. um, I'll share some of those secrets later, though, um, Uh, with everyone. But yeah, I'm glad to be back. Awesome. So this episode is sponsored by Evie Madden. So a big thank you to you. Thank Thank you. you. And today we will be discussing chapter 9 of Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban to be exact. Grim defeat. The Grim. So make sure you have read the chapter and you are ready to dive into the pool of details. And uh, are we asking Ezra questions before we get to our social media meets? That wasn't real words. Whatever you want. I don't even know if I can respond because of all the flavors and textures that have hit my mouth before we started this uh, episode. Um... But, uh, yeah. What questions were we going to ask? I don't know. It's written in red. I didn't write that. I didn't write that. Oh, maybe Tiffany oh, did. Tiffany. <laughs> it's her. Oh, I don't think her. I shared it with her. Tiffany, so I what don't... questions do you Wait, want who to wrote ask? that? I, I really have no idea. Know. 
can't do it. Started imagining. <laughs> but I can't do Ezra. Ezra! I can't now, do this it. This is what I'm going to ask in this just one thing of Ezra. Please do a Florence impression for all to listen to right now. A Florence impression? Why? Yeah. I need stuff to like read. Read, read the. We are fortunate enough to have our good friend Ezra. Okay. Where's that at? Oh, there we go. <clears throat> We're fortunate again <laughs> to uh, have a friend, uh, so Ezra the Watchful, um, whose words are, I spy with my little eye. <laughs> right? Is that, it's uh, so bad. Is that the worst? Is that the worst words? Does anybody, it is, but it's also the best. Oh. Does, does anybody else think that he sounds a little bit more like Billy Madison than Florence? Because that's <laughs> yes. the vibe I'm getting. This is not my forte, doing the voices. All right? That's Lane and, you know, Florence and you guys and goodness. We again. <laughs> Can you do a Florence impression, I'm Megan? I'm so bad at it. Just try. You, I want you to read the same sentence. No, those are hard words. We are, again, fortunate enough to have our good friend Ezra the Watchful. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty pretty good. good. We are, again, fortunate enough <laughs> to have our good friend Ezra the Watchful. You sound very subtle. Yes. Well, that just sounds like fried green tomatoes right there. Like yes. You're out of, right out of the movie or something. Do you want Florence to do it? Yeah. yeah. Well, right. We are, again, fortunate enough to have our good friend Ezra. So, Ezra the Watchful. Whose words oh, I spy with my little eye. I like how she says Ezra. <laughs> we are wow. again fortunate enough to have our good friend Sir Ezra the Watchful. Whose words <laughs> I spy with my little I mean, eye. That was good. That was good. Guys, you think I'd be better at it because I just spent like the last two hours listening to a recap <laughs> of all Harry Potter up to this point, but uh, from Florence. Oh, but yeah, I don't know. That might be some bonus content coming at you. All right, Megan, do you want to talk about some needs of the social medias? Because I certainly need some. Yes. So, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this up a little bit today. I'm going to wing it. So, Uh-oh. Firstly, our main point of contact is our website. So you can head on over to swishflickcast.com. Check out all of the information on Swish and Flick compiled into one place with all of our merchandise. There's a link to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can go to Patreon. You can go to our vlog. No, yeah, you can go to our vlog. You can go to the YouTube. Our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are all linked there. Facebook, we're Swish and Flick Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Swish Flick Cast. Um, and it also links to, I said it links to our Patreon. So Patreon is patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. You can choose your support level. You have access to our Felix Files episodes, bi-monthly bonus episodes. You can be a guest on the Felix Files, have a live video chat with us monthly on Zoom. We do monthly giveaways and more. Sounds like you guys are doing a lot there. Oh, yeah. Wow. We are very busy people. You, you know, are. we're very committed to giving you our are. fans everything that we promise them. If we promise them a weekly podcast, wow. they're going to get it. Wow. We're dedicated. Wow. We're very dedicated. Sounds like you're slamming another podcast that I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, is MySpace coming soon? Can I yes. run MySpace or is that... <laughs> Search for us soon on MySpace. Okay, cool. We're Maybe. coming. Okay, we MySpace is coming. Can we all take classic MySpace pictures to upload of <laughs> ourselves? Like the up in the air? Yes! <laughs> What's right. next? What's next? Yes. On to the... What is it? Sneakly Profit, right? 
What's it called? Weekly Profit. Weekly profit. Sneakly profit. <laughs> there it is. So uh, for Weekly Profit, I usually do something for our U.S. fans mm. for the most part. So I thought, you know, we have a pretty big listener base in the U.K. Am I right? Shout yeah. out. Yeah. So there's Am I right or am I right? You're right. So I figured I would do some news over there for them. Uh, does anybody live near or in Essex? Because Harry <laughs> Potter, yes. The only way is Essex. You're welcome. Harry Potter inspired <laughs> afternoon tea parties are launching in Essex. It's like a little slice of Hogwarts. That's what it says <laughs> in the article. Mm. That's cute. So, Wands at the Ready, one of the most magical afternoon teas around, has just appeared. Harry Potter fans, young and old, can enjoy the experience, which is filled with props, activities, and, of course, a spread of delicious food, all organized by Peanut Butter and Jelly Events Company. The afternoon teas are set in and around one of their specialist bell tents and long trestle tables, which are decorated with Harry Potter-style props. It looks it's cute. Cool. It does look really cute. I mean, I guess it, I could click on the you're like outside. <laughs> it's like you're outside and you're like sitting on the floor with little cushions yeah. at these little short tables. It's really cute. So... Um, it says here the ball, the bell tent can be used as a chill out area, or as a place to play Harry Potter games such as create your own wand or broomstick, or design <gasps> your own wand on a central circular table. There will That's even really be cool. Harry Potter themed tunes and other related tracks playing while you enjoy your food. Mm. Um, this is I just want to find where exactly it's. Oh my god, this place. looks so cool! <laughs> That's Most catering. of the catering is provided by Amy Barrett from the Party Kitchen, and. She, let's see, where is more details? Peanut Butter and Jelly Events was founded in January of this year. The company started out creating children's activities, dens at weddings to keep them busy during long meals and speeches. That's awesome. That's really cool. Wow. What a niche. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As well as the new Harry Potter-inspired event, the children's parties and afternoon teas can also be themed for dinosaurs, fairies, pirates, (gasps) and other themes on request. Yes. Dinosaurs. Let's awesome. See if like, this is going to be a permanent setup somewhere. If you okay, so basically, you hire for this. Like, you have to hire them so they can set up anywhere. Probably yes. the Harry Potter inspired afternoon tea package is 160 pounds for the bell tent hire and all furnishings, plus 20 pounds per person for the food. Worth it. Um, mm-hmm. And then if there's if it's you're like really far away from where they start, there could be extra fuel charges. But for real though, if I was a I child, not there. even a child. I'd want this to be my birthday party. I would, yeah. have, I would have hired them for our wedding. Yeah. That would have been awesome to have a little yeah. Harry Potter-inspired corner for the kids to, like, be occupied. For the kids. I mean, for, for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could have so, been, like, yeah, a cool, will... um, that could have been a cool, um, rehearsal dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, like so the bridal I shower. Will, I'll post yes. the link to this so anybody who lives over in that area, if you want to hire them to do a party of some sort. You can. If someone throws one of these parties while we're over there, we'll totally go. <laughs> That's all mm. I'm saying. Wow, this is pretty neat. You know, this actually kind of inspires uh, inspires me to uh, take our was it Puff Pastries International? Yeah, yeah. yeah. To do something like that, they should. We should cater. You, it. if you think about it, you have taken it international from start because you made a French dessert. This is true. Holy smokes, you're right. Yeah, true. All right, yep. true. To Good motivation. If anybody wants to know what Puff Pastry is, head on over to our YouTube channel. Where you can see the first episode featuring Katie and Ezra. And then tell us what you want them to make. Yeah. It needs they to be started, semi-difficult. They started with creme brulee, which is a pretty difficult dessert, but they did it well. So oh, we yeah. We're uh, very yeah. proud. 
We, we, we killed it. Yeah. No, but they yeah. really did. Like they're not even being <laughs> yeah. like joking. Go it ahead was, and say it. It was and to it have, was good. To have Sarah and Meg say that makes me pretty proud of us. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. That's why we need to go international. Katie, now, <laughs> now I can request creme brulee at any time, and you can make it for me. Okay, but I need Ezra to be there with <laughs> me because. <laughs> you know? No, but totally, I'm not scared anymore. And I have a torch to burn <laughs> that sugar. I have a torch, just not for sugar. <laughs> Alrighty, that's my weekly profit. On to the. On to the re- re- recap. <laughs> Don't even know how to do it, guys. That's I know we're going to let us know. Do you like K- Tiffany's recap or Ezra's recap I, better? I don't know that I would do that. I mean, what, how, did she just do this one day and it just kind of stuck? Yeah. Yes. Like, I like it for like them <sighs> both for vastly different reasons. So, recap. Everyone has realized that Remus Lupin is a total amazing boss. Yes. Harry has to endure his first missed Hogsmeade trip, but that's okay because he gets to hang out with Uncle Mooney. Oh, oh that's so cute. after the halloween feast the gryffindors all head up head up back to the common room but poor fat lady was almost slashed to smithereens by another uh, (laughs) not other than him (laughs) i was was just staring annoyed at myself serious black black is the new black yeah black is back baby jack Right. There's a couple blacks in there. Do we ding for blacks? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it's a stupid thing didn't work. That's because you didn't do it right. I don't have the magical touch, guys. Apparently not. Take this away from He's me. He's the wrong kind of wizard. Thank you. <laughs> well, right. So there's a school sleepover in the Great Hall. They stayed up all night last week. Nope. <laughs> that good? Yep. They stayed up late swapping manly stories. In the morning, they had waffles. <laughs> Quidditch dramas all around us. Should Harry even play? Will Malfoy play? Or will the Hufflepuffs play? Who knows? Snape is lending his great teaching skills to defense against the dark arts. Oh, joy. And uh, it's finally game day. And the Gryffindor team seems weighted down by water and trepidation. (laughs) And poor Harry's world gets splintered into pieces. Wow. That was good. (laughs) Thank you, Florence. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, oh my. guys, this chair. Goodness. Yeah, these are real comfortable chairs. Mine's pretty comfortable. <laughs> Just, thanks. Um, so we ready to dive into this? Yes. Ready to go? Okay. So I think my part's actually kind of the most... I, I don't think there's a lot to it, to be honest with you. The cool part's at the end of this chapter. And it's so. always typically how it works. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I, thought- I did not give myself the ends of the chapters. This is just how we always go. Tiffany, Megan, T- Katie, Sarah. Okay, well... Anyways, um, so let's kind of, I'll try not to spend two hours on, uh, on this first part, but, so the, the prefix are standing guard, right? Is that, that's what happens here. After the fat lady, you know, takes her flight and <laughs> Dumbledore is super concerned, right? He sends everybody down to the Great Hall. Yes. How awesome would it be? Yes, Megan. Do you want to rub my back while you're back there? I mean, that would be, <laughs> um, and the cushion to for be my tush. a, <laughs> <laughs> it went all the way down to a tush. <laughs> oh, good lord! Um, oh, that's the, much better. The uh, the prefix, right, to stand guard. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of neat, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, what would they have done? Like, what, were they just supposed to protect the kids? You know? Yeah, like yeah. it's crazy that because he's like the once an hour, this, the teacher, would, like a teacher, would come by. That's like, kind think of how I mean, shenanigans could have gone cool on. That would be. That's a you know? thing in some schools, though. 
yeah. like boarding schools and stuff, like prefix and head boys and girls are a thing. Yeah. Yes. And they are given a lot of responsibility. Like they're basically asked to be adults. Um, and protect, I mean, if, yeah, if something like this were to happen, they are the ones that are supposed to wow. protect the kids while the teachers go and yeah. do other do things. Do other things, yeah. But there's what, two? Hold on. Two, two for each house. Yeah. So there's like, eight prefix and then two head people. There's more. No, there's two for each grade. So there's two. No, there's not. Because you're not. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, once because once you become a prefect in your fifth year, there's still prefix. Oh, you're eight. right. You're you know right. what I'm saying? Oh, okay. So there's so like fifth, fifty sixth and seventh. So there's six prefix per house. Correct. And there's four wow, houses. Really? Twenty four. Twenty four. I didn't realize that. Plus yeah, I didn't two either. head people. I'm head boy. So twenty six. I mean that's a decent amount of protection around yeah. this thing. But last year, I'm feeling twenty seven. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about that. It sounds like so Dumbledore's army. A lot of protection. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's pretty neat. Um, yeah. My question is. Because you brought this up. Do you think shenanigans legitimately were going on whilst little teachers were away? Come on. You know there was. Think back to your 13, 14-year-old self. You know? who I was good. Get out of here. Think about... Well, no. those We were all goody two-shoes. Say you're dating someone in a different house. Usually you never get to sleep anywhere near them because you can't have... You're not in the common room. Snug it up here. This is a real sleepover. I, I guess. I'm I just didn't do that. We've had this discussion. Yeah. I mean, here's my question. Is, Prefix uh, bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> this they don't is, need a... Well... Yeah. You could take a bath together. <laughs> in the giant pool. Maybe somebody else has an invisibility cloak that they just have on them at all times. They're over in the corner, chilling out with their girlfriend, having a good time. You know? <laughs> yeah. Invisibility know. cloaks are very rare, Ezra. Well, yes, but, um, you know, somebody could have had one. I don't know. <laughs> You know, uh, anyways, I just think it's insane that he really trusts the head boy and the head girl this much and the prefix to kind of protect the kids. It's just it's radical to me. Um, Rad so, man. Just radical. You know, old professor heads, uh, you know, putting everybody, <laughs> putting the kids in charge. Um, so my big question, well, the big question is, is how do we think he got into the, the castle? That's what the teachers are kind of talking about. And they're searching the castle. How does he, you know, I mean, we, you know, Crush. we know. Yeah, we know that. We know. Is that how he get, got in this first time? Is it every time that's... Or is this the only time that he gets in? Does he get in more later on? Um, Sorry. Well, wait, to... how does Crookshanks help him in? Can't he just walk in himself? Crookshanks knows how he gets in and out as an animal, and I think mm. he shows him... Yeah, but oh. he knows all the secret passages. Yeah, but a lot... Well, first of all, a lot of them are blocked now. Yeah, but he had a lot of time on his hands. Pause. But I think that I think really the only the only direct passage into the school that is open would be Honeydukes. And he's like hanging out in the forest. So unless I mean, theoretically, he could have gone to the Whomping Willow, gone through over to the Shrieking Shack. But I think that it's really hard to get out of the Shrieking Shack, which was on purpose because they didn't want Remus to get out. So I don't even know if he could have gotten out of the Shrieking Shack to get over to Honeydukes. But I bet you that he probably knows how to do that. Maybe. Mm. But I don't know. Uh, Actually, I guess they would have to know how because Dumbledore and Madame Pomfrey would take Remus over to the Shrieking Shack. But then all of them would meet him in the forest. So there has to be a way that Remus was getting out or they were getting Remus out. They came back out the hole. Oh. But I bet you, like, they know, I mean, he's been around. How many years, when did he become 
an animagus, right? When he was like 15 15. So he had two years. True. Of however long the month, not how long the months are, but he had a lot of experience um, getting in and out of the freaking ship. Or couldn't you just like leave Hogwarts and walk to Hogsmeade and then go through Honeydukes and through the passageway? Sure. Sounds cool. Sounds legit. Yeah. How's a big dog going to just walk into Honeydukes and walk down the cellar, though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure. Well, obviously, he figured out a way. But I think that Crookshanks was just helping him get in and out based on... Maybe he also, like, stood watch, too. Right. You know? I know we don't talk about this, but this is things I think about. So, like, when he becomes a man again, is he naked? I don't think so. I, I thought he was. Like, cause in the end, when Scabbers turns back into a rat, doesn't his clothes? Oh no, no, no! Not when he, but like when he turns into a rat, he leaves um, his clothes behind. Yes, yeah, the bloody clothes. So like he, he's naked. So when he becomes a man, wouldn't he? Wouldn't you think he'd be naked? Because I know that that can't be true though. Because McGonagall transforms in front of the whole class. She doesn't come back naked. <laughs> uh, true, true. <laughs> but I think him lose leaving his clothes behind is a movieism. No, it's no, in the that's book. in the book. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah bloody. He, it says mm-hmm. bloodstained clothes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I wonder think, if that is just a mistake. Dear Joe. Oh dear boy. Joe. Oh boy. Yeah. Because yeah, it doesn't make sense. Why would he leave his clothes behind? But right, you said maybe he did it on purpose. Yeah, because oh, he sure. really would like choice to be like, I want to be a nudist and like become an animal. <laughs> she, no, naked. but he actually didn't like burst into smithereens. So maybe he already had bloody clothes on him, transformed, just oh, left those on the ground with them. his fingers. But that still doesn't explain McGonagall. Oh, no, it would explain McGonagall yeah. because he has clothes in his hand. Yeah. And he, um, Peter would think of that. And when Sirius transforms back into a dog when they bring him chicken in the fourth book, he's not naked. True. The only reason I'm thinking that he was, but uh, I don't know, because I remember when he, this could be a movieism, but when he comes to King's Cross and they go into that yeah. room together, he transforms and then he's just like in it, a robe. It, it, yeah, it looks like he's naked. You know what I mean? Like, he's it looks like, like he putting was, the yes, robe on yeah. as Harry comes in. I think yeah. that's, li- I think, I think it's really movie-ism. just theatrically right, they were visual, to you know? Visualize it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My theory in headcanon is you do not become naked when you transform. So that would back. be my theory in headcanon that you are naked. Well, I always that class got an eye full of McG. <laughs> they might like it. <laughs> my, I had always thought that they didn't. Like, I know that, like, her spectacles, like, become markings on the cat. Right. So, like, maybe, like, what her cat looks like. Like, when Changes she's wearing her green robes, she's wearing. she has a green tinge to her fur. Mm. And then when she's wearing, like, purple robes, she's got a purple tinge. Mm, that would be cool. cool. Yeah. Thank you. There you go. You use the two good colors. Yes. <laughs> Uh, she wears okay. green robes a lot. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. Okay, so uh, but <laughs> Dumbledore does he? I mean, he says he has a lot of theories on how he got into the castle, but he says something like each each is as unlikely as the next. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, so does he? Well, really because sorry, know? no. Let me let you finish your sentence. No, I just, d- does he really know? You know, I, like, he does not know that Remus is an animagus. Remus so, is not an animagus. I mean, right, but, uh, <laughs> that Sirius yeah. is an animagus. So any theory that Dumbledore is going to come up with isn't going to include him being an animagus. Well, we don't know. It might. He might have one. That, like, oh, he could That's be. Crazy. But he's thinking it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. okay. Because, I mean, how else would he have escaped Azkaban? He never would have gotten out of Azkaban if he was not an animagus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ever. 
Okay. Even okay. though the Dementors don't really see anything, that's how he describes it. He's like, the Dementors don't see, they just feel. So... And they can't feel animal emotions, right? Or not as well? They can't feel them as well. But it was something like, you know, he was able to get out because of Barty Crouch coming to visit with mm-hmm. his wife. And his wife was so sad. Mm-hmm. So the Dementors yeah, the feeling just didn't kinda... feel her because she was so sad. So Remus was able to transform. Sirius! Sirius was able to transform into his Animagus form and get yeah. out by following them as a dog because it was like... Mm. Two people came, two people left. Wasn't he also like mm. so thin at that point when he transformed into a dog? He could just slip through the bars. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We jumped way ahead. No, that's great. <laughs> that's that's good stuff. Um, so Ron and Hermione, once they, you know, um, well, let me see, am I skipping ahead here? Let's see. That's exactly what he wanted. Uh, this is the next day, isn't it? When they're talking in the. No, no, no. No, no. There, it's that, that night they're talking. Is that the, that night that they're talking about? Because they're listening. Um, they're eavesdropping on the conversation of the adults. Okay. I don't know where I got that from, but they, they at one point think it's, it's lucky that Black uh, chooses Halloween, mm-hmm. right? They think it's a the, the, you know, good thing that he did uh, because they're not all there, right? Mm-hmm. But that's intentional, right? Yeah. yeah. By Black. Yeah, because he... We he, know uh, he's not we, looking for Harry. Right. He doesn't care. I mean, obviously, I'm sure he wants to see Harry, but he is there to get Scabbers slash Peter. Yeah. So like, thinking Ron will leave him behind, mm-hmm. and yeah. then he'll be able to search with nobody around, not make a ruckus that way. But then, of course, the whole fat lady thing happens. Gotcha. So it doesn't turn out the way he imagined. Yeah. Ron says something like, he says something like, uh, awful timing, bad timing on his part, but really, you know. Really, it's exactly. what, it's what, it's what yeah. Wanted, yeah. Okay. Um, and then Hogwarts, a history is brought up. I always think it's hilarious when Hermione brings this up. You know, has, has anyone read this yet? You know, I, I wish it was I like a real book. I would love to read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dear Joe, I would love to read Hogwarts, a history. And <laughs> The Life and Lies of Dumbledore. Okay, thanks. Bye. Yes, thank you. Uh, because they're all theorizing on ways in which, um, you know, have gotten mm-hmm. in. They, they can get in. Yeah. And yeah. I can't remember her name, but she talks about him. Uh, let's see. Hannah Abbott um, mm-hmm. from Hufflepuff. She marries uh, Neville Longbottom. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she yep. does. Whoa! Yeah. That's awesome. Doesn't she become the owner of Leaky Cauldron? Or Three uh-huh. Broomsticks? The Three Broomsticks. I didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah. super cool. She becomes the maiden, they say, yeah. at the Three Broomsticks, and Neville is a teacher. That's professor. cute! And that's I think cool. they live... They like live a, in Hogsmeade. Yeah. Huh. Fun fact. Um, one of the things she kind of speculated was that uh, she was telling everybody in, in her biology class that Black could have turned uh, into a flowering shrub. She's, her theory is probably the probably closest. Probably pretty close. That's why yeah. I was like, what? I mean, that's actually, we're on to something there. Um, but anyways, my question to you guys, Filch doesn't, does he know or does he not know all the secret passageways? He does not. He, does not. he, he knows thinks about he four. Does. Okay. okay. He thinks he does. Right. Fred and George tell Harry which ones he knows whenever yeah. they give him the Marauder's Map. This gotcha. is when we find out about you can't apparate onto Hogwarts grounds. And yes. then there was a big discussion with the newest trailer for Crimes of Grindelwald because it looks like are they operating into the grounds, or where exactly are the anti Where's the boundary? Yes. But could you lower that boundary, though? Like, is that. But we don't, was... When was it set well, up? Well, Dumbledore could lower it, I would think. Yeah. But just... not at that time. Dumbledore wasn't professor. I mean, he was. And Fantastic Beast, right. Headmaster. Yeah. Okay. Um, would so... that have been Dippet? Yeah. I think so. Armando Dippet. Mm hmm. So, um, yeah, anyways, they go over a couple different things. I thought, uh, something interesting is that Filch is going to restore the fat lady. Uh, was going to go back to try to like restore, put her back in her uh, portrait, 
or something. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I feel like he doesn't have the skills to do that. I would agree. Yeah. I think I thought it was kind of neat that he. There must be some. Like, do you maybe just not a magical yeah. thing that but he can do. But it could be like a. Be a magical potion. Potion or maybe. I, was thinking, I was thinking a cream. R- yeah. Roll <laughs> cream on the canvas, you know. Just well, it could be. It I right mean, here. like I'm sure you know you could make a solution and put it into something to be a sort of like cream. they do need a solution for it. A like, solution for this problem. <laughs> yeah, like a magical hey. puzzle glue. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> but it would actually they mend need the it craggle. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could see him being the only one that would take the time to be so articulate that it was perfect. You know, because Filch has nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really? He did, he he would disagree. Yeah, he's chasing down all these crazy kids out after hours. He makes hours. things up for himself to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, neat part here, Dumbledore. So, um, what? Dumbledore's neat. Is he? He's cool. Uh, he seems pretty stumped about how Sirius got in the, in, into the castle. I mean, he has ideas, but I think they're all kind of like they're searching everywhere. Um, he's not to be found. Um, he doesn't believe a single person inside of the castle would help Black to enter it because Snape is kind of... Insinuating Snape is like that. Lupin, yeah. Lupin did it. Lupin mm-hmm. did it. Mm-hmm. Right. He doesn't Lies. trust him as long as far as he could throw him. No. Which I mean, shout out to Snape again here. I, Katie's gonna. Katie's gonna. I mean, but like, that's a connection you want you could make, right? Is yeah. that like? Yeah. They but were like, great friends. But Dumbledore back in the but day. Dumbledore, I think, knows like because at this point he doesn't know all. Oh. He thinks that Sirius is uh-huh. like the one that betrayed him and all right. of these things. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's at thinking this point, like Lupin's pretty pissed at him. Yes, because mm-hmm. for twelve years he's like, "You weren't my friend." Yeah, yeah. Question: makes me want to cry. If Lupin would have no. known, would he have tried? Oh, to absolutely. Oh, into the yeah. Into the whole school. thing would be a different story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Sirius okay. probably would not have been in Azkaban. They would have gotten him out sooner. Mm-hmm. Like snuck him out, and Harry would have been kidnapped from the Dursleys and lived with him. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, now he. So they're, they're talking about um, that. Like Percy's asking about, you know, why didn't the, the Dementors want to help? And Dumbledore kind of says they did. You know, he's just not letting. They will never mm-hmm. step. You know, across uh, the threshold of this, you know, castle while he's you know headmaster, and so. Yeah, it's interesting to me um, when you think about Percy's future. How he was like, well, why aren't you letting the Dementors in here? Like, because he's very him and Fudge are very on the same page, and you see that again happen later on when he again is on the Ministry side and leaves his family. Because Fudge would totally have them in there. Oh, absolutely. Because he even says later on, he goes, he's like, they're like a necessary thing. Like, they're they're here to keep us safe, or they're here to do their job. And Dumbler's like, nah. Can I I say, though, I think if Fudge would spend, let's say he is the headmaster, he's there chilling out and they're in his school, give it one week and being around them for that long, I think Fudge would actually maybe change his mind on that. Yeah. Just because of their effect on the kids and Fudge himself and things. I I would be kind of crazy. He says that, but you almost wonder if he really understands the effects. I know he he does visit Azkaban, right, Mm -hmm. you know, and things, but so he does know. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's interesting to see how many different groupings of wizardly magical things Dumbledore can communicate with. Because, like, if we go to Gobble to Fire, he knows Mermish, which is, like, really yeah. random and weird. Yeah. So I wonder, yeah, like, I wonder how one communicates with a Dementor. Yeah. Because, like Sirius said, they don't really talk. You do mm. this. <sighs> <laughs> uh, that was good. That was good. Well, I was thinking... That was neat to me. He's going to go down and have a talk with the Dementors. Can you imagine like a fired up, pissed off 
you know, Dumbledore, Dumbledore. Being like, <laughs> how the heck did he get in? What were you guys doing? I mean, just why am I even allowing you to be out here? Well, and just in general, like like them wanting to be in the school and just the problems that they could cause, like. I don't know. I just oh, I, I, I don't would know. Love Randomly, seen... just sucking a soul out of a student for no reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and BB. sucks to suck. I don't know. <laughs> I thought that, that conversation would be nuts to see because I just he's just so such a boss, you know. Well, and they just talk about talk it in to... the next one when you you get to see like what Mc, McMonagall was going to come out of my mouth, <laughs> what McGonagall thinks and Flitwick thinks and even Haggard, like because they kind of talk about because um, Rose Mirta, Madame Rose Mirta is like I don't like these. Dementors around here is bad for business. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, so anyways, I thought that was kind of neat. Now, the last thing in, in my section is Sir Cadogan. Is that, is that right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, whose words are, have at the coward. Um, <laughs> this guy. You scurvy curds. <laughs> curds? It's curs. Oh, curs. <laughs> you scurvy cheese curds. <laughs> we had cheese curds on our taco yesterday. Oh, man. Oh, Sounds good. That's, That's awesome. really good. But uh, he's the only one who will who was willing to take up the job. Though, very brave. For, yeah, very brave. And he's I honestly, so brave. I honestly love this guy. Me too. I <laughs> actually love this character. And I like he's always changing the password. He's on guard. He's changing the password constantly. You know, and he's making him difficult. <laughs> but but like, he gives a whole list of what they're gonna be to Neville. No, Neville writes them down. Oh, but he does. He does give them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. I didn't understand what you were saying. I mean, yes, he writes them down, but. He's trying to be helpful, but at the same time, he's he's sort of like, well, that was a, that's a. Well, on Tuesday at 4.02 p.m., it's going to be this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, he's he's just a pretty neat guy. Um, They first, is this when they first meet him? Didn't they first meet him upstairs? um, Right, going to divination. Going to divination, yeah. Your favorite class. Yeah, my favorite class. <laughs> so, anyways, I like I like him, and I'm. How long, does does he stay there for a while? Is he going to be? He goes. The, he, he stays, stays for, for a while. Good chunk, yeah. yeah for there's part even of in the movie. There's outtakes. Takes a while to fix her. Him. Yeah, you're right. With armor that's too big. I think he says "made you curd." <laughs> Maybe that's where I got curd from. Meg, I was totally joking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he did say that somewhere. Oh God! All right, so that's all for me. That's all for me. Is that all for you? That's all I've got. All right. That's all she wrote. Round Guys, two. That's a green. great book you're reading from. I know it's yours. Um, so I did something different this time, and I'm just gonna kind of, I'm gonna wing my section here. I do have some notes, but not until we get to Snape's. That lesson. makes me so, so anxious. Um, I can't okay. wait for this. This is great. So I believe in you. Thank you. Um. You're welcome. <laughs> so, Sir Cadogan, as Ezra just said, is the new portrait guard. Um, and then, after they're in the common room, McGonagall summons Harry to her office. Mm. And Harry's He's in trouble. Like, what? Why? You never really want to go to McGee's office. I wouldn't e- I mean, like, I like her a lot, don't get me wrong, but, like, you know when you get that call from, mm-hmm. like, that teacher, you're like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. This is either something unexpectedly good or bad. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Unexpectedly good. Yeah. Unexpectedly good. Yep. Huh. Um, you go on an unexpected journey? Yeah. Through Middle Earth. Through the office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so McGee seems... I lost my spot already. This is going really well, guys. <laughs> I, again, I, I have faith in you. So she's like real serious when he gets there. She oh. says... Real serious about serious. Wow. There's Actually, no point. Yeah. 
It is. It's about serious. <laughs> There's no point hiding it from you any longer, Potter, she said in a very serious voice. I know that this will come as a shock to you, but serious black. And then Harry interjects, I know he's after me. I heard Ron's dad telling his mom, Mr. Weasley works for the ministry. And McGonagall is very taken aback by this because she thought that they were protecting him by keeping it a secret for so long. Like, we don't want him to worry about this. We're going to just take care of it behind his back. Here she is like, oh, man, I got to I got to tell this kid. Can you imagine how she was feeling leading up to this? Like, I have to summon him to my office and I'm going to have to drop this bombshell. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, I know it's it's no big deal. It's cool. I, I, I understand. When isn't someone after me? I got it, McGee. (laughs) (laughs) So she stares at him. And then I see. Well, in that case, Potter, you'll understand why I don't think it's a good idea for you to be practicing Quidditch in the evenings. Out on the pitch with with only your team members is very exposed. Dang. Um, Immediately, Harry's outraged. She's like, what? You understand Quidditch, Professor. Like, (laughs) I have to be practicing. I have to keep up. And like... I understand that, but at the same time, like, she really is looking out for your best interest. Right, but yeah. She's very open. She's It's almost like she's half-heartedly saying this, yeah. too. Yeah. I agree. It's like, because I, she knows her only chance at winning at this winning year is Harry. Yeah, it's Harry. Yeah, so, I mean, again, this was probably pretty hard for her to not only have to bring him in here to tell him that Sirius is after him, but also to be like, and you can't practice in the evenings. Now that you can't, she doesn't want him She doesn't to. want him to. Um, mm. She's hoping he will be understanding. Eh, so, maybe. Um, but he, you know, is outraged. She actually like considers it. She's, hmm. Um, and then comes up with a solution. So she's like, "Yeah, you know, you're right. <laughs> I do really want you to practice because I want to win the Quidditch Cup." And she, yeah. so she asks Madame Hooch to oversee their training sessions. So that's how they get around that. Good afternoon, Madam Hooch. Good afternoon, so, Claus. Good afternoon. You know, in, in my deep studying, real quick, just to interrupt. Um, no interruption. I don't think I mentioned this on the last episode. Remember I was talking about Professor McGonagall? Did I mention that she, I mean, you guys already know this, but for me, you know, like, she played Quidditch. Yeah. For me? I didn't know that, and she was out really <laughs> yeah. good. And, yeah. like, she, like, had some big fall, like, in the game leading up to, like, the, the Slytherin match and all this stuff, and she, like, you know, I've always wanted to see Gryffindor just beat Slytherin because of yeah. something that happened to her. It's left kind of ambiguous, but a fall or like a nasty bludger or something took her off her broom and right before the game or something like that. So, sorry. No, I just like fine. another like. She's BA. I, yeah. love, I love McG. I she's mean, awesome. she's literally she, the bomb.com. Yeah. I mean, she's stern, but like she for, she's stern, but she legitimately cares about her students. Yeah. yeah. She cares about Harry so much that she's going to sacrifice the Quidditch Cup potentially. Which means a lot to her. I know yeah. that that sounds silly to some people, but like if that's what that's what means a lot to you, and it takes it takes a lot to be like, you know what, for his Safety. best interests, I really should tell him not to practice, and like yeah. that, it takes a lot. Um, and I okay, so I find it interesting that the weather is worsening steadily as the first mm-hmm. Quidditch match draws near, and I think that that's kind of a parallel to just like the feel of the story right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like the weather is mimicking. The feels, you know? I did, yep. <laughs> the feels. Yep. Um, I just thought that that was interesting to point out. However, they have, they're at their final training session before Saturday's match, and Oliver Wood comes to his team and says, we're not playing Slytherin. What? And he's very angry because obviously he has been practicing with yeah. the team as if they were playing Slytherin. Yeah. Um, Flint's just been to see me, Marcus Flint, and we're playing Hufflepuff instead. 
What the heck? Uh, puffs. Ugh. Get out. Uh, <laughs> Flint's excuse is that their seeker's arms still injured. Yeah, right. But like, here's my question. Yep, go ahead. He's how long? It. We know this. How long has it been since that stupid bird weeks. situation? It has to have been weeks. They're magical. Harry got his arms, gr- arms, <laughs> his arms bones grew back in right. a day. Yeah. Everyone has to know that he's effing faking it. I know. It's so annoying. It's so frustrating. We're not muggles. We're magical. The stuff's fixed. Also, don't they have reserves? You know, other no. reserves. I don't know if they do. I don't think. I, I don't think they have. Well, I think they do on like professional can, teams, but I don't do think they on do on professional at teams. And I know that like when Harry was, I don't know if this already happened. No, it's later on. He can't play Quidditch. What is it in Half Blood Prince or something for a period of time? And or no, no, no. He's captain, and mm-hmm. something happens is where he Katie? has to ask D. Oh, Katie Bell. Yeah. Katie Bell gets injured, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he has to actually find somebody to replace her. So, gotcha. like, they haven't been practicing or anything, and he goes out and seeks seeks out Dean Thomas. Gotcha. Is that yeah. how Dean and Jamie get together? I think they're already together at this oh. point. Yeah, he super doesn't want to ask He doesn't want to ask Dean, but he knows he's the best option. He's like, so bro, he asks him. that's my girl. Yeah. We ain't going to get together yet, but can you stop macking on her? Thanks. So, like, because, you know... Malfoy's trying to get better, trying yeah. to get better, but he yeah. can't. Yep. They're if not going to have time to train felt a seeker. Better. Um, get lost. Though Wood is like intent on the fact that they're doing it because they don't want to play in this weather. They think it'll damage their chances. I but mean, probably that I mean, too. Probably both. I think it's partially, but I think most of the reason is because Malfoy's really trying to milk this before the trial for yeah. Hagrid. Yeah. Uh, real quick, shout out to Team Hufflepuff for also having to get ready yeah. game out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right? I Not love prepping. it. Can I just totally. say one thing? No, yeah. Stay uh, ready so you don't have to get ready. <laughs> well, and that's what they did. Is it not? Thank Maybe. you for giving I'm a little saying, shout out. You're all like, they weren't ready. Blah, 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 blah. They were probably prepping too, Ezra, because that's what smart people do. That's what I'm saying. So I said shout out to Hufflepuff, and I appreciate you confirming that. Because <laughs> we, obviously, you can tell by the end of this chapter, they were ready. Right, Katie? We were ready. Wow, spoiler. We were ready for it. Ready. Are you ready for it? Ready, Freddy. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. There's been. I totally missed that whole thing. Missed it. <laughs> it was a Taylor Swift reference. You're the second lover of Taylor Swift on the table. Are you ready for it? Who's Taylor Swift? Oh, okay. Go um, So Harry is pretty furious. He's like, nothing is wrong with Malfoy's arm. He's faking it. And then Wood says, I know, but we can't prove it. We've been practicing all these moves, assuming we're playing Slytherin, and it says Hufflepuff, and their style's quite different. They have a new captain and seeker. Let's go. Cedric Diggory. Let's Woo! go. So, Cedric, your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a little bit of foreshadowing here because Cedric ha- plays, obviously, a huge role in the upcoming book, Goblet mm-hmm. Fire. And then he dies. Womp, womp. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and then he becomes a sparkly vampire. <laughs> so does he really die? Hey. I think that it's funny here to point out that Angelina, Alicia, and Katie all suddenly giggle together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Wood is like, what? 
And he's like upset that they're laughing in this moment because he's so angry. And they're like, he's that tall, good looking one, isn't he? <laughs> and is it Fred that says something next? And he like is so annoyed. It says, yeah. it says, strong and silent, said Katie. And they started to giggle again. He's only silent because he's too thick to string two words together, said Fred impatiently. <laughs> I don't know why you're worried, Oliver. Hufflepuff are a pushover. Hey. Last time we played them, Harry Whoa. caught the snitch in about five minutes what i like about Remember? this though is because we know that fred and angelina date right yes so, so he's probably i think being like i like you and i don't want you liking this other yeah. guy why aren't you telling me i Jealousy. look you mm-hmm. i like that mm-hmm. connection yep. yeah um I love but what is like no this is serious <laughs> like diggory is an excellent seeker yeah he is we can't relax we have to keep our focus did, did he seek his uh death i just want to seek that cup? so i'm i'm like using sarah's Ouch. book to uh, read this here, and she said he's not fast enough to to evade the killing curse. <laughs> Sarah, unreal, Sarah. unreal. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> well, so. I ain't wrong. Kill the spare. Unreal, guys. <laughs> All right. So Wait. after. Isn't that what you talked about on your Avada Kedavra? Is that what your podcast was called? Yeah, that Harry basically. You know, um, used Cedric. Uh, you know. Are you a fan yeah. of Cursed Child? Do you want to go back and save I, Cedric? Yes, actually. <laughs> Is this, does it happen? I've never read it. That's what they Cursed try to spoiler. do. Spoiler. Nuh uh. Nuh uh. Are you guys being Cedric. serious? Nuh uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I have to read it now. Albus, <laughs> gets, it Albus gets very upset that Harry let Cedric die. No So he way. wants to go back in time and save Cedric. So basically, Albus is on your side. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. He didn't go. let him die, though. But that's how Albus takes it. Yeah, because you know? he's mad at his dad. I know. His dad told him, he's like, sometimes I wish you weren't my kid. Yeah. Ooh. Right. I'll let you borrow. You can read yeah, it. Yeah, okay. I'll it's read it now. Harry is I'll a horrible it. dad. Jeez. I just don't. He didn't have one, so he doesn't I know. know what to expect. It's a lot no of excuses. things. Okay. All right. All right. So... They're practicing. This is their final, their final practice. Now, day before the match, we've got defense against the dark arts. But leading up to this match, Wood is just, like, so obsessive. He's, like, yeah. every time he sees any of them in the hallway, he's, like, listen, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to practice this. You got to think about this. Yep. So he catches Harry in the hallways, and he's telling him for the third time. Ooh, good bell. Thank that you. That was good. Uh, he's giving him tips for the third time to... Diggory's got a very fast swerve, Harry, so you might want to try looping him. And he's, like, giving them these little clues. He's going to loop him back to that point? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh, He's going to loop in himself over to Defense Against the Dark Arts, where he thinks he's going to have Professor Lupin as a teacher. But surprise, surprise. It would be remiss if we didn't discuss how uh, Snape was teaching that class, I think. Yeah, so Harry, because he got stuck by... uh, Oliver, giving him all these tips, he is 10 minutes late to Defense Against the Dark Arts. Sad tweet. And he's like, I'm sorry I'm late, Professor Lupin, but it was Snape. Dude, I'd be so mad. Harry just, like, stops in his footsteps and is like, where's Professor Lupin? He's like, oh my god, the potion really did poison him. (laughs) (laughs) What I like is that he's so sassy here. I know, this is sassy Harry coming out. Snape says he says he's feeling too ill to teach today, said Snape with a twisted smile. I believe I told you to sit down, but Harry stayed where he was. What's wrong with him? 
Snape's black eyes glittered. Nothing life-threatening, he said, looking as though he wished it was. Five more points from Gryffindor. Oh, by the way, he took oh. he took ten points from Gryffindor for Harry being ten minutes late. Um, oh five more points you. from Gryffindor. And if I have to ask oh. you to sit down again, it will be 50. So he sits down. Uh, and then they're trying to tell Snape where they are in defense against the dark arts. So he is not having it. He doesn't care where they're at. But Hermione interjects. She's like, no, sir, please. We've covered red caps. And hinky punks. Bogarts, red caps, kappas, and grindylows. We're set to start hinky punks. Mm. So Mm. he's like, "Mm, no, I expect first years to know those kinds of things. We're going to talk about, and he flips to the back of the book, and he says, werewolves. Dun, wow. dun, dun. Wonder uh, why. Yeah, wonder why. Yeah. Why would he want them he to do that? He goes to the very back chapter, is what Harry says, and says, turn to page 394. Now, I was wondering, I was like, is there any significance in the number 394? Because Honestly. It is like, this is such a quote in the fandom, right? Like, people talk about it. People all have the this time. tattooed. People have mm-hmm. 394 as tattoos. Like, it is just. <clears throat> I don't know. Turn to page 394. Yeah. So (laughs) this is literally the only thing I could find. It's a Reddit post. And it says the significance of page 394 in Prisoner of Azkaban, other than Lupin's secret. This is by DreamSword132. It was posted four years ago. Yes. Is this a Monday? Did they just come off a weekend? I'm trying to look up because it's probably around the full moon, right? It is. It's at the very end of November because November um, 29th was the full moon. It's a Monday. Mm. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, a little random. So, three hundred and ninety-four. If you add three and nine and four together, you get sixteen, and then one plus six is seven. We know seven is an important number. Um, <laughs> we hardly, you know, like page three hundred ninety-four. People they. The, basically, the consensus on Reddit is that people are grasping at straws here. Right. There's absolutely no significance to it. We have no idea why this blew up is such a huge quote in the fandom. Well, I think there was that theory that's like, oh, that's the page where you find out he's a werewolf. No, it's, but not. it's not. Oh my god, when I thought that was true, oh, I was stoked. But then, right. yeah, you like open your book. And you're like, oh, yeah. Gosh, and you're like, oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. What, what, what was the, the? What did you just read about the the numbers? Adding Three plus nine plus four is sixteen. Right. Okay. Plus, and then one plus six is seven. So one seven plus is a huge number. Because <laughs> I was looking at let's. I mean, huh? Interesting. And what it says if that, like a lot of people are like, oh, well, maybe page three hundred ninety four in all the books, like something significant happens, and it, that's not really true. The only thing significant that happens on any page three hundred ninety four in like an original hardcover copy is Deathly Hollows. That's when Harry asks Griphook about breaking into Gringotts. What if but. it's because, like, platform nine and three quarters, but you can't have a, pa- a book that's, like, 900 pages long? So maybe you should Well, this was, this was the, the other thing that people came up with, is it is nine, three, and four, yeah. like, platform nine and three quarters. So, like, I don't know, maybe she just took those numbers because she likes them together and changed it up to make this another number. Like, oh, it's pulled from nine and three quarters. I mean, it makes three, a lot of sense because the, the... I just said that. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that okay. I read that. Okay, that yeah. I did, you were confusing I me because you're looking at me like I was really confused. No. 
But that's uh. that's literally everybody is just like it's a random number. So you're saying I'm a genius. I wanted it to yes. be something more. <laughs> the Hufflepuff's mm. a genius. Dear Joe. Guys, so. what if you what if you took um you know, what if you took three plus four, got to seven, subtracted that from nine? Can you not do all of these things? Added five. <laughs> do you back want me to, to do it? this really quick? Can you, that, you want to repeat that? What? That, what if you took three plus four equals seven, subtracted the seven from the nine, which would give you two, and then you add five back to it? Does that. Why? Yeah, that's negative that three, five. though. No, it's not. He did it right. <laughs> no, because if you did seven minus just, nine, that's negative two. We're just plus five is three. I'm here. just, I'm just messing around. I don't know. <laughs> PEMDAS, my friends, PEMDAS. <laughs> so I thought that we should dive into werewolves a little bit here because this is where Harry and Ron and Hermione learn about them, and this is also when Hermione figures out what Lupin is. We might get into a Harry situation. <laughs> we could. <laughs> So J.K. Rowling has an article on Pottermore that is all about werewolves, which I find very interesting. I haven't read it in a while. I did read it when it came out, but I figured I could kind of paraphrase here a little bit for you guys. Um, Your mic is going to fall. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So there are werewolves worldwide, and they have traditionally been pariahs in the wizarding communities from which they often spring. Witches and wizards who are frequently involved in hunting or studying creatures are exposed to a higher risk of attack than the average muggle. Obviously, because they are seeking out magical creatures. Um, the great English authority on werewolves was Professor Marlowe Forfang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he undertook the first comprehensive study of their habits, which is interesting. He found that nearly all of those he managed to study in question had been wizards before being bitten. He also learned from the werewolves that muggles taste different to wizards and that there are much more, they are much more likely to die of their wounds, whereas witches and wizards can survive to become werewolves. So that makes sense, I think, because you have magic like in your blood mm-hmm. right. that you potentially have some extra stuff in there to help heal magical wounds. Yeah. So right. that's kind mm-hmm. of that interesting. Um, the Ministry of Magic's policies on werewolves have always been muddled and inefficient. Uh, we know this a little bit from Remus's background. You know, he's not really able to get a good job, which is why he lives in poverty for so long leading up to this. Um, they have a werewolf registry. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, you know, like the, the Jews having mm. to register themselves mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that was supposed to be the correlation there, but um, a werewolf code of conduct was developed way back in 1637, which werewolves were supposed to sign promising not to attack anyone, but to lock themselves up securely every month. However, unsurprisingly, nobody signed the code as nobody was prepared to walk into the ministry and, and admit to being a werewolf. Yeah. Um, right. Cause there was such a stigma. on them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Because as soon as anybody knew that, then you were treated differently. Yeah. So there is a werewolf registry. However, because of being so scared to tell anybody that you are a werewolf, it's not very accurate. Um, They're supposed to enter their name and personal details. It's remained incomplete and unreliable because of so many of the newly bitten sought to conceal their condition and escape the inevitable shame and exile. Um, They were shunted between the beast and being divisions of the department for a long time. Department of Regulation Control Magical Creatures, which kind of reminds me of... Like house elves, I think, mm. should kind of be or goblins. Mm. They're goblins and house elves, like they're they're creatures, but they're human like. 
you know so they if you think about other other magical creatures you're thinking of maybe an alchemy or hippogriff a hippogriff something like that like it's clearly an animal it can't necessarily communicate with you very well it definitely doesn't communicate to you in english or words right but like goblins werewolves house elves they all can communicate with you hold their own thoughts have feelings i mean they're beings right Right. but all three of those things i think struggled for a long time between being put on the beast or being division um nobody could make up their minds whether werewolves should be classified as human or bestial so for um for a while the werewolf registry and werewolf capture unit were both in the beast division while at the same time, an office for werewolf support services was established in the being division. So, like, right there, you can already tell that the ministry is confused as to where to put them. Like, yeah. half of the stuff that supports werewolves is in the beast division, and half is in the being division. It also shows probably the people who are like, let's help these people, and the other people who are like, right. these exactly. people are monsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it does say, though, that, like, nobody really ever presented themselves to support services, because, again, then you would have to go into the registry... Yeah. And mm. everybody would know that you're a werewolf. Interesting. Uh, all of this eventually closed down. Whoa, I didn't know that. So, because I, I think because nobody was utilizing it, right, nobody yeah. wanted to come in and say, I'm a werewolf. I need to be on the registry. I need support services. All that stuff. That's well, sad. yeah, I don't want my tax dollars going to a service that's not being, you know, <laughs> utilized. So, I'm just True. <laughs> Um, To become a werewolf, it's necessary to be bitten by a werewolf in their wolfish form at the time of the full moon. When the werewolf's saliva mingles with the victim's blood, contamination occurs. Wow. However, we know that even if a werewolf bites someone as a human, you still can get wolfish tendencies, but you Mm -hmm. won't be a full-fledged werewolf. And you see that... Right, yeah. You see that with Greyback. uh, Greyback attacks even when he's not transformed. And the people he attacks, such as Bill Weasley, um, they're just a little. And then he they have some, joins they have the dark side. They, they like their yeah. meat on the raw side. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. I also find this interesting that they say many Muggle myths and legends surrounding werewolves are false, with little nuggets of truth. Hmm. So silver bullets do not kill werewolves, but a mixture of powdered silver. And dittany applied to a fresh bite will seal the wound and prevent the victim bleeding to death. But, like, what if they shot the wolf through the heart? Would he die? Well, yeah. Yeah, But I think that what the legend is is that silver specifically will Mm -hmm. kill him. It doesn't matter where you shoot him. Yeah. Just the silver itself will do it. This is sad. It says, although tragic tales are told of victims who beg to be allowed to die rather than live on as werewolves. Hmm. This is really, really long, so I'm not going to... I'm going to post it for everybody to read, but um, really quick, I'll just talk about the transformation, and then I'll move on from this. So, like, the monthly transformation is extremely painful for a werewolf. It's usually preceded and succeeded by a few days of very ill health, which is what we're seeing right here with Remus. Even though he's on Wolfsbane right now, the Wolfsbane um, does not stop the transformation. It just keeps... It keeps him from losing his mind. Mm. So he transforms into a werewolf, but he is still Remus, yeah. if that makes sense. 
Um, well, he's able to sleep. Like when he takes it, he sleeps he in sleeps. his office. Right. Mm-hmm. He curled up. So but cute. He's still a wolf. Yeah. What? Yeah. Are yeah. you guys serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh my um, gosh, that's cool! I did not know that. <laughs> I thought it meant that it just stopped the transformation. That'd no. be awesome! Holy smoke! So you're saying you still have to go through it? Oh, Wolfman is is just you know chilling Holy out. Wolfman. I mean, does he have to like? What? Well, I mean, he gets bigger as as a wolf, right? I mean, he's. So you gotta take them robes. I probably sleeps nude. Yeah, cool. All right, just throw, all right. A lot of naked talk today. A lot of naked talk. All right. Yep. Interesting. Um. Going along with the transformation, um, if you have a chance to either look or have the art of Harry Potter, there's a oh. page in it where it kind of documents, like um, like it's someone a drew. It's beautiful illustration, but yeah. scary. It's, yeah. It's good. You can see um, they artistically like have the transformation happen, and it looks painful. Again, I yeah. never thought about it really until I saw that, and I was like, oh my gosh, it, I guess it would be painful. I mean, your bones literally have to shift. Yeah. So just like think about that feeling inside. Muscles and your muscles and are tearing and growing and your bones potentially are breaking and repositioning and Whew. I just it's crazy. So yeah, that you don't feel good for a couple days leading up to your body preparing for this transformation mm. and then after yeah. kind of healing from it happening. And think, like you have to go through it every month. Yep. So like solidly a week you are probably not feeling yourself. So oh. he yeah, only it sounds gets, like a female, if you know what I'm it's talking about. pretty much a period. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, it's probably worse than a period, but... Yeah, I would say it's definitely worse. Um, oh. Now, if you, don't, if you aren't on Wolfsbane, so like we were talking about Wolfsbane, if you're not, you completely lose your human sense of right and wrong. Like, you... You're an you, animal. You turn into not yourself. Like, when, when you transform, and it's... It, when Remus transforms and he's not on Wolfsbane Potion... He doesn't know that Sirius is his best friend, is his best friend, and he doesn't know that James is his best friend. Mm-hmm. The only Forget reason, Peter, just eat him. Yeah, just eat Peter. He's mm-hmm. a rat. Who cares? Yeah. Um, but that's why they transform, because it is werewolves really only seek out human blood mm-hmm. and flesh. Mm-hmm. So sad. Uh, yep. They also suffer from a permanent loss of moral sense just because you have to go through that all the time. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. lastly, and I kind of touched on this a little bit, but alternatively, they may also be dangerous even while human, as in the case of Fenrir Greyback, who attempts to bite and maim as a man and keeps his nails sharpened into claw-like points for this purpose. Yeah, I just think because he's a word I'm not allowed to say on the podcast. Yeah, Not a nice dude. Yep. You could create... You could have a fondness for rare meat. Otherwise, you should not be troubled by long-term ill effects. However, any bite or scratch given by a werewolf will leave lasting scars, whether or not he or she was in wolf's form at the time of the attack. And you see that on his face. His being Bill Weasley's face. Yeah. Yep. Poor dude. And... Where the how they reproduce werewolves is by attacking non werewolves. I mean, that's basically. You mean they don't hook up like there. regular animals? Wait, I would see. Wait. So, so it does. It's extremely oh, on, rare. One curious feature of the conditions is that if two werewolves meet and mate at the full moon, which is highly unlikely, uh, and has only been known to occur twice. The okay. result of the mating will be wolf cubs, which resemble true wolves in everything except their abnormally high intelligence. No they are way. not more Whoa. aggressive than normal wolves and do not single out humans for attack. 
Such a litter was once set free under conditions of extreme secrecy in the Forbidden Forest at Hogwarts with the kind permission of Albus Dumbledore. Whoa. Oh, my God. So that must be... Because they're always, because I always wondered this. So uh, Draco said in Sorcerer's Stone, there's werewolves in the forest. It must be those cubs because that's crazy. Well, my mind is blown. Yeah, they grew into beautiful and unusually intelligent wolves. (laughs) And some of them live there still, which has given rise to stories about werewolves in the forest. Crazy. Uh. Wow. Because I always wondered, because, you know, like, you know, Draco and them, they go into the forest, and this is, I think, a movieism, but you hear a werewolf. And I'm like, but is it the full moon? Like, who knows? It could not be the full moon. Like, they're just doing that. But it's got to be those werewolves that are, they're just little wolves with, uh, they're smart. My (laughs) God. (laughs) They're smart little wolves. Be smart. So who hooked up to make that happen? I mean, is that going to be a Fantastic (laughs) Beast thing? We're going to... We're going to write the fan fiction. Well, let's... Also, side note here, so lycanthropy, which is the condition of being a werewolf, is genetic. So even if you are born as a human or witch or wizard, well, I guess they're humans, Mm -hmm. muggle, witch or wizard, (laughs) um, and you get bit, you never had that gene until you were bit, but it literally like changes your DNA. Okay, okay. So if in human form, a werewolf has a baby right there is a chance that that baby could be a werewolf as well so because that's what he's so worried about when tonks is pregnant yeah, remus that. is so worried that his baby is going to be like him um thankfully that gene doesn't transfer to teddy but it could have we had a baby eat a werewolf huh. <laughs> <laughs> however teddy does become a metamorphosis, which is pretty cool. So. But Teddy can also pass it on, right? Teddy can pass it on if he has kids. It's just even less, li- Gosh, more, less crazy. likely. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, she learned something new every day. Yeah. So that was long, but that's my part. Wait, no, you have to bring up something really important. What? Ron sticks up for Hermione, and it's oh, awesome. Yes, he loves yes, this, her. Yeah, yeah, I like this. So Hermione... Um, where is she? Oh, she says, please, sir, said Hermione, whose hand was still in the air. She's answering the question about werewolves. The werewolf differs from the true wolf in several small ways. The snout of the werewolf. And then Snape snaps at her and takes five points from her for being a insufferable know-it-all. Uh, and Ron, yeah. I mean, so Hermione goes red. She puts her hand down and just stares at the floor and her eyes fill with tears. Gosh, it's so sad. It was a mark of how much the class loathed Snape that they were all glaring at him because every one of them had called Hermione a know-it-all at least once. And Ron, who told Hermione she was a know-it-all at least twice a week, said Mm -hmm. loudly, you asked us a question and she knows the answer. Why ask if you don't want to be told? Yes. I agree. Get him, Ron. Yes. The class knew instantly he'd gone too far. Snape Good, advanced on Ron slowly, and the room held its breath. Detention, Weasley, Snape said silkily, his face very close to Ron. And if I ever hear you criticize the way I teach a class again, you will be very sorry indeed. Oh, we gonna go, do? Ron. What are you going to do? What's, it, what's he going to do? And then he goes on to say, he goes on to say again, very poorly explained. That is incorrect. Oh, hold on. I thought, he was, I thought he was criticizing Hermione. No, is he's he? criticizing Lupin, doesn't he? Oh, oh okay, okay. Hmm. I was going to yeah. say. I'm like, and he still goes on to just poop on her even more. What the heck? <laughs> uh, goodness. But go run for finally 
not being a jerk in times of need, he stuck up well, for his friend, and I can appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's like, guys, let's be honest. And like I said, I love Ron. I just want to get that out there. I love him. He's one of my favorite characters. But he really, um, he has jealousy issues, and he's got... He's not the perfect person, no. but no one is. Yep. But God, when he wants to stand up and be a fierce oh, friend, yeah. he can. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like if it'd be like you know you guys make fun of me all the time. Let's be honest, you guys make fun of no me. No one all the has time. ever made fun of you. I don't a make day fun of anybody. Lives. That I just I'm telling truths over here. <laughs> Swish and Flick likes to off the air make fun of Ez, and that's okay. It's out of love, but it it is out of love. And if somebody else were to make fun of me, I have a feeling you would defend me. Oh yeah, I don't definitely. Know. Or I'd join I join. Really like I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Oh gosh! I don't think I like you enough to defend you. All right. Well, <laughs> you guys see, I was telling truths. Let's move on. All right. I see yellow. Yeah. Yellow to she the just, yellow girl. Woo! She just dinged for herself. Oh yeah. <laughs> so poor Harry wakes up in the middle of the night, right before this big, big scary Quidditch match. Quidditch match, because Peeves is blowing. It's not scary. They're just playing Hufflepuff. It's scary because the there's weather. a storm outside. I, I, hey, I, hey, and, get out of here. Yeah. So Peeves was blowing in his ear. I would hate that. I'd be so mad. Peeves, I would. Yeah. Get the hell away from me. So Harry looks at his alarm clock. How does that work? Because... Is it a magical alarm clock? Because oh, electricity doesn't work at Hogwarts. They're like... <laughs> Not even listening, and you have a whole revelation. Yeah. Sorry, I was blowing in Meg's I'm sorry. ear. I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Harry looks at his alarm clock to see what time it is because he was woken up, but how does his alarm clock work? Because electricity doesn't work at Hogwarts. I know why. Magic? No. Get What's out. a different type of alarm clock? <laughs> because yeah. there's some alarm clocks that are plugged in and use electricity, but others just use batteries. And yeah, I but that can they fine. use a battery? Hold on, so. hold on. You, you millennial. How does the Weasley just... clock work? No, but do batteries... The, the mechanical you, clocks. You're acting like wind you're up so clock. old. You're only two years old. Back in my day, well, I had to wind up day. the old watch. You I could put an alarm on the clock. <laughs> you could set a clock Back in my day, we used sundials. Back, back <laughs> in my day. <laughs> I'd go out and crank the car to get it started. Oh. That was my new car before that I just used to ride a horse and buggy to work. <laughs> we all died of dysentery. Shame. So, Back on that Oregon trail. <laughs> As I said, oh I get God. made fun of on the podcast <laughs> as well. So, oh. But does it count? Like oh, mechanical God. clocks. It's, just, it's got a mechanism. I will accept that. Okay. But I'm if that's the answer. Situation. But what yeah. happens if you, like, does it stop if you don't crank it enough or whatever? Yeah, you oversleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you miss your... How often do you have to do that? I don't know. I just, you got to wind her up, you know? Wind when you start up. noticing that it, like, starts getting five minutes slow. Does it just know yeah. what the time is? Or you would have to you set, set it, it every time you crank yeah. it? So you kind of have to know. You have mm. to, to kind of compare it to other clocks, sundials, whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so Actually, he's so old, he invented the sundial. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> I'm an wow. old wizard. I'm an old wizard. We have a celebrity here. Mm. Is your name Gandalf? The Gray? Yeah. Might be. Thank Gandalf you. the... Actually, I'm more of a fan Not of, as uh, good as Dumbledore. Wishes <laughs> <laughs> he went to Hogwarts? <laughs> more of a fan of Radagast the Brown. Is yeah. Is he the one with so. birds on his head? Yeah. Yeah. But don't call me a bird. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was going to say he had bird poop on because that's really what I remember, but there were also birds. <sighs> okay. Well, oh, he's a great and powerful wizard, but let's go ahead. Just this like all has. started talking yeah. about a clock. Alarm clock. Okay. But so. An alarm head. <laughs> <laughs> so now that Harry's awake, he can't fall back asleep because of the storm going on outside. And it is, I believe, I in a the of the night. quarter past four. What? Poor Harry. So we're not in the witching hour. No. <laughs> no, What's good. the witching hour? Three o'clock. Yeah. Typically, three a.m. Is that when Winnie comes back from the dead on Halloween? It's just like when things tend to supernatural things tend to happen. Yeah. Yep. Like legitimately. Oh. So as Harry goes to leave the common room because he's like, I can't go back to sleep. Crookshanks tries to get in, and he has to nudge him all the way down the staircase with his foot. He's like, you know, I reckon Ron was right about you. Mm-hmm. No, he's Ron is wrong. Abs- no, he's correct. Crookshanks is smart. Oh, yeah. And he is, is after scabbers. Scabbers. Yeah. Yep. So he whiles away the hours until dawn in the common room, stopping every now and then to stop Crookshanks from getting upstairs. Mm-hmm. And he just thinks about this Quidditch match he has to play in the storm because it's so loud even in the common room. Mm-hmm. And he's worried about Cedric because he's a fifth year. He's bigger than Harry. Normally, Seekers are light and speedy, but in this weather... Being a little bigger and weightier is actually going to be an advantage. And he's yeah. worried about his boyfriend, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> they want him to get too hurt while he beats him. And here's the line, Meg. As Harry leaves the common room for breakfast, Sir Cadogan, stand and fight, you mangy cur. <laughs> 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 so he eats some breakfast. He tries to feel better. The rest of the team comes down, and Oliver's a little nervous. And as they're going out to the pitch, and it's pouring rain, Harry sees Malfoy, Crab, and Goyle all laughing at him and pointing at him, jerks, mm. because it's basically their fault that yeah. Gryffindor is playing. Well, it's not their fault that they're playing because they're going to be playing anyway. Mm-hmm. But that Malfoy doesn't have to play against them, I guess. I was. You know what makes me smile though is that I think no matter what they would have lost because of all the stuff that happens. Yeah. So I'm happy that they don't have to lose against, against Slytherin. Slytherin. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I don't want Malfoy yeah. to have that satisfaction. Agreed. Yeah. He's not as good. Like, and that's not to say that he's not a good seeker. He's just not as good as a, of a seeker as Harry is. Right. Yes. Can I ask a question? This might be the same in Lord of the Rings as it is in, in Harry Potter. It's a thing with the ring and the Lord, but <laughs> there's uh, the wizard. Who's the Lord in it? The Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Sauron. Oh. Kind of the Lord Did, of the I Do you know who that is? He's the eye. The eye. The all-seeing eye. Um, but anyways, real quick. So, the weather. They can't control it. Can they control any of the weather in... in uh, nope. They can't control it, right? Okay. No. Same thing in, in Middle Earth. I just wondered. You know, they asked Gandalf, you I know, think that, do you like, do something with, about this rain? And he's like... I think with this know. this particular storm, though, I don't think the Dementors are helping it. Not that Probably saying that not. they're controlling it, but like... They're egging it in on. In my mind, like, Dementors bring on... Bad weather. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Or make it more susceptible. Or, I don't know if that's like an actual thing, but. Just wondered. All right. So the team's changing in the locker room, and they're all waiting for Wood to do like his usual pre match pep talk, but it never came. He tried to speak a couple times, but he made an odd gulping noise, then shook his head hopelessly and beckoned them out onto the field. Do you think he had like a bad feeling, like knew it was going to end well, and he just didn't even want to talk? I think he was just really nervous because, like, all the odds were against them this yeah. time. Oh, you know, the odds were not in their favor. <laughs> no. Yes. I forgot. Okay. <laughs> Ezra. Diggory. Diggory. Excuse me. Harry. Harry. Diggory. Diggory. Harry. All right. All right. All right. All right. I'm go going Gryffindor. for Cedric. Go. Go. Gryffindor. Go. 
Gryffindor. I'm like Luna. I root for the lion. Huffle tough. Huffle tough. Huffle tough. Third or nothing. Third or nothing. So the wind is so strong when they walk out, they're like staggering sideways. They couldn't hear the crowd over the thunder. And rain is just splattering down. Harry can't see because he has glasses. So how is he going to see the snitch? Isn't that ironic that he's wearing glasses and he can't see? (laughs) (laughs) That's a real problem, though. In the rain, that's... I will also say, as a glasses wearer, nothing annoys me more when I go outside and get rain on my glasses. I will take them off and stick them in a pocket so I don't get... Water it sucks. Them. So Gryffindor's in scarlet, and Hufflepuff is in canary yellow. Fly like a bird. <laughs> I, I want to fly away. Can I just read JK's description here for you of like the weather and everything? Yes, Absolutely. because I love it. I love this scene, if only for the description, like just, how you get the real feeling yep. of being there. This yep. is why she's the queen. Yes, all hail. Actually, the queen is Elizabeth. Actually, her name is Joanne Kathleen Rowling. Wow. <laughs> So Alicia says soothingly, we don't mind a bit of rain. She says, but it was a considerably it was considerably more than a bit of rain. Such was the popularity of Quidditch that the whole school whole school turned out to watch the match as usual, but they ran down the lawns toward the Quidditch pitch, heads bowed against the ferocious wind, umbrellas being whipped out of their hands as they went. Mm. I just crazy. think that's There's more too sometime. It, it's over here. It's over while here. I, while I Oh, here it is. Here it is. The wind was so strong that they staggered sideways as they walked out onto the pitch. If the crowd was cheering, they couldn't hear it over the fresh rolls of thunder. Mm. Rain was splattering over Harry's glasses. How on earth was he going to see the snitch in this? Mm. Can you read down here, too? After Mount Your Brooms? Yeah, Harry saw. Harry... Where? Harry saw Madame Ma- Madam Hooch's mouth form the words, mount your brooms. He pulled his right foot out of the mud with a squelch and swung it over his Nimbus 2000. Mm. Madame Hooch put her whistle to her lips and gave it a blast that sounded shrill and distant. They were off. That's Did crazy. Did I try to make a squelch with my mouth? Yes. That did not work <laughs> at all. Good grief. And then it says here, within five minutes, Harry was soaked to his skin and frozen. Hey, that's in my notes. Sorry. Can I have the book? book? And he still couldn't see. It was all blurs of yellow and red, and he couldn't even hear the commentary over the wind. He's losing track of time. He's almost running into other players because he can't see at all. Everyone was so wet and the rain was so thick, you could hardly tell anyone apart. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's crazy because uh, yellow and red, they're pretty different. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love this description. The sky was getting darker as though night had decided to come early. We've all seen a bad storm mm-hmm. roll in, and that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm. So Wood calls for time out. Herm to the rescue! Woo, 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 woo. She's like, Harry, I just had an idea. And she uses impervious on his glasses so it'll repel water. Can I say from Huff, uh, you know, Puff Nation over here that... Uh, <laughs> Points Maybe to you me. Think that's cheating. I think it's cheating. I guess <laughs> oh my no gosh. way! He can't help it that he needs spectacles to be able to see. Diggory True. probably has perfect eyes because he's perfect. Oh, he's yeah, not yeah, okay. about to be dead. In a year. <laughs> I was going to say he's not perfect enough to live through the next two years. Well, yeah, anyways. <laughs> anyways, so Wood looks like he could kiss her because he's so stoked about Isn't this. That, I, I remember reading that. And I was just like, uh, do it. <laughs> <laughs> so full of determination, the team takes flight again. Yeah. 
That does this whole description does kind of remind me of like like when I played football and it was raining. Like we, it seems like ominous for them, but like you're like it's a toss up, man. I mean, like right. it's just a muddy field and what's you know, football? It's a thing you play with. <laughs> Is a, it soccer? Unfortunately, no. I played he plays real. American. I played American football, football but uh, anyways, well, yeah, right, just crazy time. That's that's a wild. I would hate it to be honest with you. I don't like storms. So Harry is back out on the field with his team. The rain is crazy, and there's a huge clap of thunder and lightning, um, and it lights the sky. The game was getting more and more dangerous by the minute, and Harry knew he needed to catch the snitch soon. So he turned like back to head to the middle of the um, pitch, but in that moment, there was another crack, crack. of lighting, lighting, lightning that illuminated the stands, and Harry... Um, saw the silhouette of an enormous shaggy black dog clearly imprinted against the sky, um, motionless in the topmost empty row of seats, and he was completely distracted, basically. So his numb hand slipped from the broom, which causes him to drop a couple of feet, and when he looks up again, the dog is gone. So um, Wood yells over to Harry to look behind him, so he turns around and sees the speck of gold in between him and Cedric Diggory. So he tries to get there fast on his Nimbus, growling to it to go faster, but something was happening. There was an eerie silence that fell over the stadium. Even the wind, which seemed stronger than ever, seemed to be silent. It was like someone had turned the sound off, or Harry was going to come out of the mouth. (laughs) Not his name. Harry was going deaf. Um, So he got the horrible feeling of cold sweep over him, and he looks away from the snitch to see about a (laughs) hundred dementors. And they were basically, like, looking up at Harry, um, but, you know, they have no face, so <laughs> he's not really seeing the face either because they don't have one. <laughs> and he, um, so he felt like he was being filled with ice-cold water, and then he heard screaming inside his head, and it was a woman who was screaming. Ugh. What is she going to say? <laughs> not Harry, not Harry. Please, not Harry. That doesn't sound like screaming. I'm not, I can't do it. I'm not <laughs> screaming because I'm already too loud. Stand aside, you silly girl. Stand aside now. That's Voldemort. Uh, not Harry, please no. Take me, Don't kill me say instead. The v word. Okay. So numbing, swirling white mist was filling Harry's brain. What was he doing? Why was he flying? He needed to help her. She was going to die. She was going to be murdered. He was falling, falling through the icy mist. Not Harry, please have mercy, have mercy. A shrill voice was laughing. The woman was screaming, and Harry knew knew, knew no more. It's crazy. So he heard the screaming and he falls. So he wakes up to hearing people talk about him. And they're basically being like, lucky the ground was soft. I thought he was dead for sure. Um, but he didn't even break his glasses. But, you know, that's kind of a feat. He didn't break his glasses. Hmm. So maybe, Harry didn't know. Maybe the impervious repelled the impact. Oh, could be. I don't know. <laughs> so Harry didn't know where he was or how he got there and what he had been doing before this. All he knew was that his whole body was hurting. So the voices again were talking about the We've dementors. Been We've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, talking about the Dementors that invaded the pitch. So Harry opens his eyes to, to discover that he is in the hospital wing. Um, he's surrounded by the Gryffindor Quidditch team, Ron and Hermione. And they all look soaked down to their bones. It literally says it looks like they just came out of a swimming pool. That's yes. how it's described in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fred asks how he's feeling. And he suddenly remembers everything that happened. The lightning, the grim, the Dementors, and the snitch. And he asks what happened. And they tell him again... Um, how far he fell and how they thought that he was dead. Um, and Hermione was really upset. Basically, Aww. like you can tell how she had been crying because her eyes were bloodshot. Harry then asks how the match went um, and if they could get like a replay because of what happened. And then everyone's kind of silent. So they're like, Ugh. 
And then he was like, wait, we, we didn't lose, did we? Um, but Diggory had indeed caught the snitch just as Harry had fallen. But when Diggory had realized what happened, he told them he wanted a rematch because he felt like it shouldn't have counted. Um, but they had won fair and square and even Wood had agreed. Hufflepuff. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Wood, he was nowhere to be seen. And so we are told that he's still in the showers, probably pondering his life and how he is a failure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I think like Fred and George were like, no, he's probably trying to drown himself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Fred and George tried to cheer him up by telling him it was only it was bound to happen where he, um, he was playing a game and didn't catch the snitch. But there's still a chance to win the cup if the games go in um, essentially their favor. They just had to win a certain amount. Of, like they have to win against, is it Slytherin or Ravenclaw, 200 points? I think Slytherin. I think Slytherin. I think Slytherin. They Slytherin. have to beat them by 200 points. And the they'd still be able to, win, to the, um, win the cup. In their favor. Yeah. Do we know all of this after one match? kind of weird isn't it what no they only have to win one other match but i think they only play like each they only play like they play gryffindor slytherin once hufflepuff and ravenclaw once um like hufflepuff you know what i mean they each play once like they don't play like multiple times with gryffindor and slytherin right you get what i'm saying yeah it's kind of lame well and i also think it's bigger more important um she like i don't think like to write quidditch so she's yeah so she probably kept it that way to be like i'm not writing a bunch of matches throughout this whole school year Hmm. um so Hmm. fred and george try to cheer him up um nope i already read that (laughs) so harry's super bummed um because this is the first time he lost um a quidditch game and he didn't catch the snitch but madam pince makes the team leave yep pomfrey why did i call her pince Pince? Why did I call her pins? Because <laughs> they're yeah, so similar. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> Guys, today's not my day. Um, I don't know if I'm going to spell this right. Nope. Tom uh, Frett. But I think there's enough. Yep. So, Amanda Pomfrey makes the team leave, but Ron and Hermione can stay. Um, or at least she lets them stay for a little bit longer. So, Fred reminds him before he leaves not to beat himself up too much. He's still the best seeker. Um, and they leave. And So, then Ron and Hermione sit to talk. Sit and talk to Harry. Hermione tells him that Dumbledore was very angry, um, but we already know that he's not a fan of the Dementors anyways, and especially having them at Hogwarts. She's like, he ran to the pitch as you fell, waved his wand, and you sort of slowed down before you got to the ground. Um, then he whirled his wand at the Dementors, shot silver stuff at them, and then he uh, left the stadium right away. He was furious. Mm. So we know that Dumbledore walked Harry, um, who was on a stretcher, to the hospital wing. Way to go, Dumbly. <laughs> so Harry begins to think about what happened and how he heard that woman screaming. And then he asks what happened to his Nimbus, his broom, his lovely broom. Gosh. And we learned it was smashed to peaches, peaches, <laughs> <laughs> smashed to pieces because of the whomping willow. So the wind was so strong, it blew away when Harry fell off, right off of it and right into the tree where it didn't stand a chance. Like, with Ron's wand, didn't stand a chance. Um, And it made Harry sick to his stomach. And so Hermione lets him know that Flitwick was able to at least (laughs) find some of the pieces um, and bring the broom broom back. And he gives it to to Harry. She gives it to Harry, and it's splintered in about a dozen pieces of wood and twigs. Mm. Um, So poor poor Harry, Harry. his day went from bad to worse. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Wow. Poor um, Harry. Yeah. Pour one out for the Nimbus 2000. Yeah, it was a good ride. Dead. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm. Goodness. 
Oh, it's just sad. Like, I mean, really, Harry loves Quidditch. And I think it's the next chapter. It says, like, he feels he knows it was stupid, but he feels like you lost the best friend. Yeah. That's his trusty broom. That's probably like the first thing he's like, oh, I'm really good at Quidditch. I'm good at something in the wizarding world. If you think about it, the Nimbus was like, first of all, his first real gift from anybody. Yeah. And second, his first like big item that was his. Yeah, you're right. Like purely his. It wasn't a hand-me-down. It wasn't something that was strictly school related. It was more so for a hobby. So it was like his first like splurge item for him, you know? Yeah, you know how you get like attached to your you guys get attached to your cars like old cars that you had back like your first car. Or yeah, I like yeah, like I that. did have a little bit of what's a car? Oh gosh, <laughs> I only travel by broom. Okay, my bad. I, well, I travel by vacuum. <laughs> I bet you did. I prefer the mop. Uh, <laughs> the wonder mop. It just kind of seemed like that would be his, you know, feeling yeah. towards it. Like yeah, I don't know. like my Dodge Shadow. I miss it. I wish I wouldn't have sold it. Good old you know. 92 Buick Century. If I'm honest, I mm. miss my brother's car because it was supposed to be mine, but it was so like old and beat up. Not beat up, but like it died in Toledo, so like I never got it, but it was such mm. a nice car. I had it. was like big and had one of the, like the oh, gear yeah. one of those. I loved it. I so had a Kia Rio. Wow. Yeah, yours did have it. We called it the boat because when you're on the highway, it like felt like it, it was like, on the water. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question. Yes. Would you have gone to that match? Yeah. Yes. In the rain? No. No. <laughs> I would not Absolutely. have. Absolutely. No. I wouldn't have. I can't tell you how much I hate thunderstorms. They freak me out. I so think about. No, uh, thank you. I think about, like, you know, if. So I think back to, like, when I was in high school, I didn't care about sports. Plus, I went to an all girls high school. So, like, we didn't have a football team. We didn't. You know, we we didn't have those, like, big game matches because, unfortunately, even though it is BS, girls' teams aren't as popular as boys' There, there were tons of games. We just didn't go to them. I know, We also but could like, have gone to, like... I went to Ed Ignatius games all the time. We did have those to go to, yes. But, like, if I think about that, like, I didn't go to any of those. But if I look at how I enjoy sports now, like, if the Slytherin Quidditch team was my Golden State Warriors, absolutely I would go to that game in the rain. But if I more so felt towards the Slytherin Quidditch team how I felt about, like, my own high school teams, then I wouldn't have gone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just depends on how much I would have liked or been into the games. Can I just say... Like, you guys, I know you love JK so much, and she's great. She's awesome. Uh-oh. No, I'm serious. Like her, her, you sound like um, you're going to say something No, bad. I'm not. I'm actually, you sound like a butt is coming yeah. right No, here. I actually shouldn't have. Maybe I shouldn't have started that way. Anyways, Quidditch is co-ed. You know, you've, mm-hmm. got, you've, got, you've got girls and boys playing. And really, in I our world. I call them ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Fine. <laughs> fair. Uh, we don't really have that, though. You're right. Uh, actually, we don't really have sport. We have debate teams and things like yeah, that. Yeah, what but sport team is co-ed? That you can truly play. You're I mean, right. You know what I mean? So she did something that's really Quidditch like. Quidditch in real time life. Quidditch in real time life yeah. is co-ed. Yeah. Well, so. and they do like not Why not can't official the NBA stuff. be co-ed? Why can't the but NFL like, be co-ed? It makes me mad. I don't want to get on this rant. But maybe like um, people play like <laughs> I mean honestly. Unofficial. Because like Quidditch is like una- not unofficial but like you can play volleyball. 
on teams together, but not like definitely, definitely. No, but but what I'm saying, like, if you think about, so there are professional Quidditch players, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got the Quidditch World Cup. Mm -hmm. All of those players are purely based, purely judged on how good they are for the team, and I'm sure that they are paid accordingly, just like our athletes are paid accordingly. But let's take a look at the NBA, and you want to compare the NBA to the WNBA. And I'm just doing this because I'm a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. You could take any sport that has a men's division and a women's division. Are they paid equally? Do you want to talk about soccer? Because the women's soccer team, like two years ago, won, and they were paid significantly less, less than, the than the men's, men's soccer team. And they came that in like 60th. A, that's a good example. So they were significantly better than the guys team and get paid significantly less. And those girls spoke up for it, and I am glad that they did. Shout but out. The, thing, the thing that just makes me so mad is that you look at this and this is a way I think in the books that she's very progressive. There are ways where there's not necessarily progressive things going on, obviously with Voldemort and all that. Well, but also this was written 20 years ago. So, so this is really progressive. I mean, like plus the fact that there's women, there's women, um, ministers of magic, like way back in the day, like many, many years from even when this series is taking place. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you look at that, like, nobody watches the WNBA. And how do you know that some of those girls aren't good enough to play on an mm-hmm. NBA team? I've gone to a WNBA play, like, the final like four or whatever. Uh-huh. That's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I went in high school. But it's not advertised but like I also, the NBA. I'm, I don't do basketball, you know what I mean? It's not advertised like the NBA. And it's like, why can the teams not just be co-ed, like... Quidditch. I mean, if Quidditch. they're good enough to play on the team, let them play on the team. Mm-hmm. And Quidditch does that, and I love it. Yeah. Yep. It's great. I agree. Makes me bad. Yep, I agree. Other questions? Let me think of what I want to ask. I'm just saying. Oh, Who would you want to sleep next to in the, gets paid the millions and millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> I was going to say that I wouldn't go to the game also. One, I wouldn't want to get wet, and two, I'd want the common room all to myself. Whoa. That would be nice. I think you could sit by a fire with like um, some mallows and a hot chocolate. You could get the good chairs. Oh, yeah. Get some good room. food in that common room, couldn't we? You know, yeah. when they're go right. next door, I had my own that party. You know what? Is there a tube in like the Hufflepuff, like a you know, TV tube is. where we could maybe watch the game and have food? You know, Probably. from the kitchens, we could just <laughs> chill out. That'd Do you cool. think that there's a passageway directly from within the common room to the kitchens in Hufflepuff? Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, yes. Sure. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You just, you, you play real nice with the house elf, and that's how you get in your year one. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. get biffs with the house elf, and they will bring you snacks. Yep. Yep. I like it. It's great. They so leave little chocolates on your pillow chocolates. when they turn your sheets down. <laughs> <laughs> so you said, who would you want to sleep next to in the Great Hall? Mm-hmm. Are we talking like let's from say, this let's time? Say, yes, let's talk about characters and not real people. I mean, they are real people to us. It's real to us. So characters. Hmm. So if I got like a little, you know, like a crush. Do you want to have a menage a trois with some characters? <laughs> I probably would want to sleep next to Ron. I kind of agree. Who else would I want to sleep next to? I Fred and I, George. Yes, you know what fun. they would be. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would yeah. be fun. I I I would love Oliver to sleep next Wood. To but he's kind of annoying, even though he's hot. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those guys oh. where it's like... He'd be, like, talking Quidditch, and I'd be like, can you not? I'd be like, shut up. Just let me stare at you. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, but I guess I'm a Ravenclaw, so it'd be weird if I was sleeping next to Fred and George. Who cares? Into no, that's, 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 like, that's why you're in the big, you know, in the, the, the great hall. There, so you can kind of... Oh, the great hall. Whatever you want. I don't know. Who are some cool... I don't know. I'm trying to think. 
Oh, wait, I'd sleep next to Cedric. Mm. Cedric, your boyfriend. Honestly, I think I'd sleep next to Cedric. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously. Do you think that people were, like, clamoring to sleep next to him? Chatting it up? Maybe. Well, also, you gotta, you gotta imagine, too, okay, let's take this back a notch here, right? Well, Fine. you guys are also Hufflepuffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if, like, there's the chance to kind of... So, when you're in your common room, you know, like in Gryffindor Tower... Do the do, do does each year kind of sleep in their own like the level of that or are they mixed like by year or we don't really know right? Are you talking how, about how, how like how they are in the dorms? Yeah, how they're in the dorms. I think each how like each year has their own room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So like in the, on at the least, boys' side of the Gryffindor common room, there's seven rooms. But that's at least what we know from the Gryffindor one. We don't know. Right. Yeah. Because the they don't really tell us too much about the other common rooms, like how their actual rooms are. I would assume they, I would, I would assume, assume that they do that for communal purposes because they want you to be close to the people in your year. Yeah. 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 I would assume they do it for all of them. Yeah. Because I'm imagining when you get into like the, the Great Hall, I want to go whether, like, like Cedric, if he's older... Yeah, we want to go sit next to Cedric and, you know, listen to him talk about, you know, the match or whatever is coming up and things like that. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Be kind of mm-hmm. neat. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. I, think I have a question. Questions. Okay. Um, would If you were in Cedric's position, would you have requested a rematch on that game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I got the stitch I and I know that. I feel bad. <laughs> Like, I would not. Well, you're slithering. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, I caught it fair and square. It's over. I won. Which, really, I think he did catch it fair I mean, and he square, did. But, but I, I mean, he just, I, I would feel bad. I would and, want like, the, the other team to be in the same position that I was in when catching it. Yeah. I can understand that, too. But at the same time, it's, it's just like, crazy oh, that, it's like, it, the, it's, the weather is so bad. Yeah. And they're willing to let them play. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, Does that do happen in real sports? I don't think so. I uh, know that would be rained no, out. No, that would be a rain delay. Yeah. Or sure. just, yeah, rained out. Quidditch isn't like that. What if they had like a dome? Quidditch reminds me a little bit of like rugby, you know? It's like kind of, you know, if you, when you think about rugby, it can be a, an intense sport, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, it's rough. I feel like they would play in that. Yeah, I got a question. Uh, would you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> No, it's sticking because of what I'm going to ask. Uh, would you have stepped in for the fat lady uh, if you were a painting? Oh. Let's say you were a portrait. <laughs> Just imagine me being a student being like, you can't come in. <laughs> I would not. You wouldn't have? You wouldn't I would it's too, too risky, huh? Dangerous. It's I'd not risky or dangerous. It's just, that's a lot of responsibilities. And if I could just be the portrait right next to them and go do my <laughs> own thing all day, yeah. I'd much rather do that than okay. stay in one spot and take people's Yeah, passwords. but she leaves. Yeah, but yeah. how often does yeah, she? But you she's know? gotta be there for them to come back in. You know, she's majority gonna... of her day should be her being there. Yeah, and that's yeah, but why boring. would why would she need to be? It's boring. I probably would. Maybe like trade off. You know, bro, Kadagan, I'll do it for a day. You do it for a day. I could do that, but I couldn't do it all the time. Mm. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I have any other questions. Fan story. Sure. End story. Okay. All right. Oh, hey. She's from Cleveland. I know. So this one this week comes from Megan Floors. She says... Good name, and you <laughs> spell it correctly. Oh, my gosh. She says, hey, ladies, I am Megan from Cleveland, Ohio. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. I'm the only... Well, actually, I was going to say I'm the only one that lives there. I don't even live in Cleveland. 
<laughs> no <laughs> one here lives there. None of us legitimately live in Cleveland. But I'm well, from Tiffany Cleveland. Does. My I was parents born do. in Cleveland. I live. Wait, I live a five minute walk Actually. from Cleveland. True. I was raised in Cleveland. I am Megan from Cleveland, Ohio, and I I am obsessed with all things Harry Are you Potter. My fans? <laughs> nope. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I found your podcast recently, or maybe she didn't. I remember when she said this, and started listening from the beginning. I know I'm a little late to the party, but I wanted to share my story anyway. I honestly couldn't read until fifth grade, as I stated in the subject line. I had some learning disabilities slash mental block when it came to understanding what the words, sentences, and paragraphs were telling me. I was being taken out of my normal classes three times a week to take remedial reading classes. It was so bad that my mom had to read my homework assignments and everything to me. We spent hours after school every day doing the simplest assignments because I wouldn't read. I would read the instructions, then mom would read them to me, and then I'd do the assignment. Mm. Often doing the assignment meant that mom was having me read the textbooks out loud, then having to read everything back to me so I could understand. In fifth grade, the teacher assigned Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone to us. Mom and I started reading it together in our usual way and doing my homework assignments. We both loved the story and didn't want to put it down. We got my dad, and to a lesser degree, my brother, into the Harry Potter fandom as well. My interest in the Harry Potter series is what pushed me to understand how to read and overcome whatever mental block I was having. At that point in 2000, I believe only the first three books were out. My parents bought them, and I went to the library and took out the books on CD to read along. That is my favorite thing to do. Mm. I basically just read and reread the available Harry Potter books over and over with and without the CDs. I had every book the day they came out after that and reread the books all reread all the books leading up to a new book release. Mm. I still reread the series once a year and I bought the MP3 books on tape to listen to whenever the mood strikes. Now I am 28 and still just as obsessed with Harry Potter and reading in general. I read pretty much everything I can now. I truly believe that without the Harry Potter books I would not have been able to succeed in school because of my reading issues. Please feel free to share my story with your listeners if you so wish. I enjoy your podcast a lot. You ladies are very knowledgeable about the Harry Potter world and are, and are presenting facts and opinions in a very non-judgmental way. Thanks, ladies. I'm very excited to keep listening through the podcast. Thank you Thanks, for sharing Megan. your story. I, it's brave to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. just want to say that I think that um, this is one of the biggest things this is an awesome example of what reading and what a story like Harry Mm -hmm. Potter can do for somebody. Mm -hmm. So like, I, you know, I know you are not the only person that had trouble reading. There are many people that have trouble with reading. Sarah can't read. No, but no, but (laughs) I couldn't read. I was like in second grade, but yeah, I mean, people have trouble with it and you just have to find that one story that sparks your interest Mm -hmm. to get you to become you, you have to want that spark in you to be like, I need, I don't want to wait for my mom to read this book to me. Mm-hmm. I want to keep going. Right. I want to understand it. So you just keep pushing and pushing and doing it. Some people, that's Harry Potter. Some people, it's Lord of the Rings. Some people, it was the Hunger Games. I mean, yeah. like, all of these series do that for people, and it's amazing. Well, and that's what I see, too. Like, I know people give Twilight a lot of, like... Flack. Yeah, flack. It's a good word. Um, and I, I say this where, like... Is it the best written story? No. And people would even say that Harry Potter's not the best written story. It is. Story. They're wrong. <laughs> but, like, if it gets you into reading and it gets you learning more things and being able, like, oh, my gosh, I read this book and now I want to read all these other ones, to me, like, that's fantastic. Yes. Like, you're saying, like, it's great that you're going to start to read. Because, really, like, it's it's a good adventure. Like, I love, and I think that this would be true with anybody that had reading issues. Once you get, once you get it, 
once you once you like understand it, I think that it would turn anybody into a bookworm. You just mm-hmm. want to, you know what I mean? It's like, it oh my god, I finally get it. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep on reading, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. just an amazing well, thing. And, and I, reading, some people are getting away from it mm-hmm. now. And it's unfortunate because it is something like I love listening to the books. I really do. But there's just something about being sucked into that book with Mm -hmm. nothing and all your focus is on these pages and words. And it's amazing. I'll say for when I when I was a kid before I like because I struggled with like reading and like comprehension and all of that stuff. And still to this day, it's not my strong suit. I'm very like a science math kind of person. Um, and but I come from a family where like my parents love to read. My siblings love to read. So like before I really like got it i literally was like i don't understand why anyone would read for pleasure this is so painful um and once i really like not figured it out but like started i was like oh my god and i like sucked books down like i'm Mm -hmm. like i loved to read i'm like give me all of the stuff i want to read all everything um but i mean it took me a while and I just remember, like, I did not understand. I'm like, I don't get why people want to read for pleasure. Like, it's not a thing. Harry Potter turned me into a bookworm. I oh, didn't. Yeah. I didn't have trouble learning how to read or like with the comprehension or anything. Like, I was fortunate in that that I I just got it really quick. But I think because of that, I didn't appreciate books like I should. Mm. And I enjoyed reading, and like my mom would read me stories and all that kind of stuff. But as soon as I really sat down and read Harry Potter, after that, I was like a a garbage disposal with books. It was like, like I would just take it all in mm-hmm. so fast. I, I read Harry Potter and then I jumped to a series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. And then I jumped to twilight and then it was the yeah. hunger games. And mm-hmm. it was like, I read the dear America series when I was little, I read the American girl books. Like I just took anything. And I remember I would, I mean, my mom worked five minutes from a library and I would go in the summertime. I would go with her to work and then I would walk to the library and I literally spent my mom's entire shift at the library sitting in the little seating areas reading all day. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. There's like that, there's a post going around from like Tumblr or like somebody made it and it was like, um, someone who doesn't read lives one lifetime. Someone who does read lives a thousand yeah. different lives. Yeah. yeah. Life, just lives. Take in yeah. all these different fantasy worlds mm-hmm. and stories it, it and characters your mind. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you get to read them over and over again um real quick just for anybody who is listening you know like when i read this and and uh lane and i on an unexpected podcast have gotten tons of bywater post emails like this where once i started reading this book like you said mm-hmm. megan like it got me into reading and unlocked everything and boom there you go because you want to know what happens next like mm-hmm. you said at the end of that last chapter you know with it leading into um you know, it was serious black. You know, he's, he's and in the like, castle. And you're oh, like, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. So I've got to turn going. the page. Yeah, i got to keep going. Um, so just for anyone who is listening, I have people who I work with, um, teachers, and other people. I've just kind of heard as I've learned more about this. But there are people out there who believe dyslexia is not a real thing. And oh, I just it want is. anyone who is listening to know that it is a real thing. And it is that, that uh, you know, that basically learning differences, specific learning disabilities are real. And that it has nothing to do with your intelligence. Nope. I have kids who are dyslexic who they're the smartest kids in the school. I mean, they, they think in, in ways that I never would, mm-hmm. you know, have imagined actually. Uh, and their skills are like in other areas. Their imaginations are insanely crazy, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But it's just, I don't know. So I just, if you're listening and you've not heard that or, or people have said that, your dyslexia is not a real thing. That's not true. It is. Um, it's a real thing. And so once you kind of find something that helps you 
you know, like Harry Potter, it's that hook gets you in mm. there and you're, you know, kind of ready to go. You start to learn the words and you start to really put it all together because yeah, there's there's something that you're connecting with. So and you just want more. Yeah. Yeah. More and more. I like that. I like the acknowledgement. You just gotta say it out loud. Yeah. So sorry, that was a twilight little uh say it. <laughs> Out loud. Sorry. <laughs> Cedric, you dog. What? <laughs> spider monkey? My gosh. <laughs> Hold on tight, spider monkey. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Shameless plug time. Can I... Is you sure? Is that okay if I plug my stuff? You're right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Real quickly, I just want to say uh, thanks again for letting me be on this episode. I can't wait to have uh, you know Tiffany back because... Uh, <laughs> so he doesn't just, do all this work? So you, guys, <laughs> uh, you know, because all of the, uh, you know, the hate... Guys, I mean, you saw clearly today. There was no oh, hate. Oh, it's all Sarah love. just, I mean, it gives me crap I to made no you end. a delicious breakfast this morning. <laughs> you got a whole Florence rendition. Hey, we're about to go get some pizza. All right, you're right. I love Is that what we're doing right now? Yeah. <gasps> Thank, so goodness. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, I love you guys. It's awesome, etc. Um, if you would like to, uh, if you're into, if you like The Hobbit, Lord of the Rings, an unexpected podcast, Lane and I are doing a reread through that. If you're into Game of Thrones, um, Bend to the Knee, uh, Sir Matt and myself are kind of doing a reread through that with the histories and whatnot, and uh, you can find all that good stuff. You know, hit me up on Facebook, you know, Instagram, what have you. I'm out what there. do you want Instagram? I'm actually Womprat underscore two M. That's I. I has, know this. They don't. I know, but it has <laughs> nothing to do with like you know the 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 the, the handle doesn't really match. Uh, it's a Star Wars reference. So the other What's Star a Wars. Star Wars. What is a Star Wars? Yeah. But anyways, so those you are can two. find out on BB Eight Radio. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my two little projects that uh, working on. Just little humble projects where we're just plugging away at the books, having a good time. Wishing so, they were as cool as Swish and Flick. Yeah. I know. I know. We're working on it. We're helping them out. Guys are the best. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> so Katie and I are also on a Disney podcast called Grown Up Kids, where we're doing a chronological re- rewatch and sometimes first watch of Disney films all the way, starting with Snow White to Current, which the last one that came out would be... Co- Co- no, Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2, that's right. So... uh it's going to be a very long project, but we're excited. It's fun. Uh, we have a lot of fun. Yeah, we're still stuck in the 50s. It's going to take us a while to get out of there. It's okay. we <laughs> packed a lot into the 50s. Um, mm. But yeah, you can find us at Grown Up Kids on any place that you find Swish and Flick. So iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Ohio. true sometimes florida sometimes england you never know (laughs) and then uh you can also find us on twitter and instagram at grown-up kids pod and yep what else are we doing we also have an etsy shop which i'm super gonna plug today because a week no six days from when this episode comes out is the wizardly world of kent and we hope to see some of you guys there. Yes. So this For is a reminder. who doesn't know, we are hosting trivia that day. We're going to host a meet and greet, a Q&A. We're going to get to see all of the Swishers that come out, come and hang out with us. Come get some Swish swag, swag that might be giveaways. So come see us. We've got yeah. some surprises. Ezra will also be there with us. He will yes. with Lane. Hey, uh, some uppers are going to be out there as well, too. Nice. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so they're, uh, they're swinging out. And Lane and Winnie and Sarah will be there. It's going to be great. But yeah, our other booth is going to be Accio Design. So we design a bunch of like Wizardly World posters. Right. Cool posters, things you can like hang up in your home. I have or three of them in my room, just so you guys know. So you're the best. In your We're room. Also, you only have one hung up. No, I have on my door. 
Yeah. Hufflepuff. Yeah. And then I've got uh, Weasley is our king. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. is it? That, that's back behind my dresser. I've is seen it? it there, yeah. Yeah, it's back there. Yeah, and I don't I think I ever look at it. <laughs> another one. Which one do I have? I haven't put it up yet, though. I got, I got one more. I can't remember which one it was. I don't know. Yeah, I don't was. remember they're, either, they're but... They're all really cool, though. We're also going to have some novelty stuff, such as... Well, my mom is making scarves, oh so my we'll God, have her guys. scarves for sale. And guys. they are... Most of them will be the proper Ravenclaw colors for all you Ravenclaws out there that hate that silver and blue merch. But she like, making bronze yeah. and blue scarves. She made me a blanket and it's beautiful and it's the correct colors. Yeah. I know that like this is my mother-in-law we're talking about, but honest to God, the way she makes scarves, they're amazing quality. The yarn like is the, so um, soft. For anybody and who, they're actually warm. For anybody who knows knitting, she, she knits the scarves in a round. So they're like mm, double layered. Mm. So they're nice and warm. They're the yeah. perfect length. She made me a yeah. newt one. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then we're also going to have some jewelry. We're going to have some Death Eater tattoos. We're going to have some <laughs> Slytherin lockets, time turners, all kinds of fun stuff. So. Yeah. Um, can cool you stuff. tell your mom? Because I know he wants a blanket. Oh, do you? I'll pay for it. I need a blanket or a scarf. I need all He of really it. wants both. She'll of probably it. make you both. She'll make you both. Okay. She's also a Hufflepuff. She yeah. is a Hufflepuff. Just give me ten percent off. Okay. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> just What's the code? Uh, uh, I think it's Swish and Flick is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something like that. People but are yeah. writing that down right now. They're like, oh, ten percent. <laughs> are you guys ready yes. for my project? I'm going to plug. So yes. I've decided I'm going to make custom robes. It's going to be a whole business called the Golden Stitch. <laughs> so, so message me your ideas and you might get something. It might fit, it might not. You never know. They're custom to what I think you need. Wow. It may fit your finger. It may fit your toe. Yeah. Mm. You never know. It may fit you from head to toe. Also, follow me on like the gram. O'Malley. 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 I'm also you on guys Twitter. all know where to find me. Meg's Mousetails. Meg's Mousetails. And I am Skaterade 7. Those are great, guys. Those just crack me <laughs> up hearing those. Oh. I didn't know what to like call myself. Because I don't like when I there's numbers in, like, not judging people that have them. I, for my own personal life, don't like handles that have numbers in them. And, like, Sarah O'Malley was taken. <laughs> or, like, S. O'Malley or, like, whatever. Yeah, I just wanted Skaterade, but someone had it. So I was like, all right, seven. Yeah. I'll take mm. it. Mm. So somebody actually so uh, Instagram has this new feature where you can post ask us a question. We got it was so, so fun many questions. It was amazing. Someone asked me to marry them. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Somebody asked what the story behind my Instagram handle is. I thought oh. that was an interesting Meg's mouse. Well, tails. Meg is her Meg name. Tails. Meg is my name. Mouse, mouse for um, Mickey. Mickey and tails because she likes to tall talk tall tails. It used to be Disney cat pen lady. It was Disney what? Captain Lady. Sometimes I still go to type that in if I tag you, and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Sometimes that's I old. still want to say like, "Hey, it's Percy." Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you know that it was her nickname for the longest time? No. Way yeah. deep Percy. into college, like I called her. It was Megan deep. and Percy. Deep. And she called me Rard for a really long time. It's wow. A long story. Fun facts. I'm gonna yeah. write all this down. And, and then, like, uh, still, like, my sister's best friend. She's like, "So how are how are um, Megan and Percy?" I'm like, "She's been going by Katie. What's her name <laughs> for like five years, <laughs> maybe longer than that." I'll answer it almost anything. Like seven, ding. Mm. Yeah. All right, go. all right. Time to throw in our little Tiffany quote here. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the Muggles get you down. Down. Always. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Warren say it too? Don't let the muggles get you down. Uh, don't let the muggles get you down. <laughs> this concludes this week's episode. And I'm not thanking you very much because you didn't do any work. <laughs> That's horrible. Jamie. Cut that. Heck no. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.